Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 all right back on a friday we've gotten through the week and back in the studio matt smith he's not been here in a little while good Look to have out you now. here man good to have you here so let's talk right off the bat the yeah big movie opening this weekend uh, of course first man yes I went and saw it last night. Saw it at the Cabot Silver Screen. Yes, I did. Sitting in that big electric leather recliner. It was great. With reserve I mean, sitting in a table. The the movie, the cinematography is is really good. The ability to merge actual news footage and NASA footage with a movie is exceptional. Ryan Gosling is good. Uh, the whole deal they were trying to make up about the, the flag seen not showing the american flag on the moon well there's a reason is false right right. the american flag is shown on the moon and secondly uh at the end of the movie they have news footage of france uh, a communist country and i forget one other country i think it was probably Mm -hmm. england right and how people are so excited yes that the americans have done it yes they love the the fact the americans have done it and the french lady was just ecstatic well, I, about I, the americans i think a lot of the uh footage there uh it's real is, yes the rocket footage and uh, that was NASA. some of the news footage and i think they may have digitally enhanced that mm-hmm. to make it look better but it is the actual uh launch footage it so was that, great that was cool yeah it was, it was cool. really good um, stuff i wish that they would have maybe jacked up the subsonics a little bit and shook you a little bit more when that saturn rocket went up well you know that thing's 30 stories tall yeah I, I, <laughs> I thought it was extremely well done they did they got the 90 uh today in the arkansas democrat gazette philip martin gave it a 90 uh it is definitely an award-worthy motion picture yep um i really enjoyed it i watched it um well, see, I yesterday was, i was a sophomore in high school oh, okay so yeah i remember it very well it was so funny because i'm sitting there watching this movie and they're they're you got these astronauts talking to each other and you start hearing their names and i knew who everyone was because they were household names when i was a kid everybody knew who you know zeke was and who ed white was and who gus grissom is i mean grissom air force base in indiana it's named after gus grissom uh you know everybody knew who these guys were they were heroes they're bigger than life. And I think as you watch that movie, you understand they have cojones bigger than pumpkins. Yes. <laughs> yes. How would you like to have wrote on some of that stuff? How would you like to have been on Gemini 8? I, I loved it, and, and I was so glad I got to see it and A Star is Born. I watched A Star is Born last week. Yeah, I got to go see that this week. It's really good. I was very pleased with both films. Uh, I think they're both, um, beyond a doubt, uh, award uh, Worthy, contenders. Yes. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I would tell people to go to see it. I was talking to Zach just a moment ago. Zach is, I think, is he 26 or 24? Uh, Russ, 24 maybe. Zach? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, when you go see it, Zach, I think you'll enjoy it because Mm -hmm. you're a movie buff. 
But for the average 24-year-old who has no idea what was going on in that time in the nation's history uh, of the space race that was happening between the United States and Russia, the Cold War that was going on between the United States and Russia, you're going to miss out on a lot of the stuff uh, that they kind of reference and they show through um, you know, news clips from the Vietnam War protests, the uh, uh, the guy that was doing, you know, Whitey on the moon and, and all that other stuff. All that stuff happened. And it would be hard for people today to understand really the historical significance of that moment. I, I, I think they'll like the movie. I don't think they're going to think it's a 90, though. That's all I'm, what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, this is a... Um, it's a historical movie. Yes, it, it is a biopic, historical drama, uh, very, much, uh, well from, done. very much from that time period, but it is a thinking person's motion picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, this film will not appeal to the Venom crowd. No, oh, no that, and that's what I'm saying. It's right. not going to pull Venom money. It, I don't even think it would probably be number one at the box office. That's just my personal feeling. Yeah, it, it's it's a uh, it's a slow burn, and it, it, it is. is much along the trajectory of the adult dramas uh, that that get award nominations. I mean, that's that's what yeah. the film is, and that's why they've let it out when they did. Yeah, and this team did La La Land, mm-hmm. and so this director and scriptwriter and star have worked together before. Yep, and they definitely know how to put together an award worthy motion picture. And, of course, you know, the lady playing his wife uh, plays the queen on the Netflix series The Crown. Yeah, and she's going to be in the the new uh, – uh, she's going to play uh, Lisbeth Zanlander in the next, uh, you know, the girl that kicked the hornet's nest and all of that stuff. Really good um, role for her. And, and you know, she's left The Crown now, and they've they've got somebody else coming in for that. So, you know, that's cool. Oh, I mean, is she done it on that? I, I, they're changing out some of the stars. She may be on this next season coming up. I know the Probably girl playing her sister has changed. Getting older. Yes, the girl that played her sister has changed. Yeah, so. the people are getting older in that series. It's yes, not like you yes, just keep them as the young – you know, young the young queen. They're fast. Yeah, they're they're moving the 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 story of her reign forward in time. I believe. Yeah. Okay. So, well, that looking makes, forward to that. That makes sense. So, yeah, I would highly recommend, especially if you're fifty years of age or older, you'll want to see this movie. You'll remember a lot of ghosts. You who are younger than that, you'll enjoy it, but you won't get out of it as much unless you're a real big history buff as the people who lived through that time will get out of it. It's just wild to watch it and, and the feelings that it brings back. Like when July 20th, 1969, when we landed on the moon, I can tell you exactly where I was. I can tell you exactly where I was when they stepped out of the, the lunar lander. Um, I had, you're going to love this, man. I was at the drive-in. Boy, can't say that much anymore about going to the drive-in, but... I was at the drive-in with my buddies and our girlfriends, and we were watching all of, up to that time, all of the Planet of the Ape movies back-to-back. It was Go Ape with Planet of the Apes night. So we were there. A triple feature. Yeah, and so we turn on the radio every once in a while to keep up with when they were going to leave the, the, the module and they were going to walk on the moon and as soon as they were about 
40 minutes away, we were leaving. We were gone. We didn't see the last the last uh, half hour or so of the last Planet of the Ape movie. We were gone, and I dropped everybody off. Uh, kissy FaceTime was short uh, when I dropped off my date because I wanted to be home when, Ar- when Armstrong came down that ladder. And it, it was an amazing moment sitting on Earth watching him stand on the moon. Well, the film does all of that justice. Yes, it and does. It, it is yes, it is an adult film. It is a thinking person's movie. It's an intelligent motion picture. It is an award contender. There's there's no doubt about it. It's deep into the story. When you no saw doubt. when you saw it, and he dropped the bracelet into the crater. Yes. Now you now, know. Were you expecting to hear? Rosebud. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. And and you That's know what I thought would I, happen. I, I think the way they did that. And I would not have said that. I would have left that for any of your listeners to discover on their own. I really I'm sorry. would have. It's not a. I, I didn't spoil it. For okay. You. Yeah. Yeah. They'll still have to figure that out. But yeah. Um, I mean, why did he do what he it did? It does show the flag. Yeah. Um, it does. It just. I, I think they just changed the the flag planting moment for that moment, and and you expect the flag planting moment to be there, mm-hmm. but they changed that moment out with the moment that's in the film which I thought was more powerful because that is a surprise moment. Yeah. Um the very I, end, yeah. I, I thought that was that that was better than doing the expected. Well, I'm just saying for it, the overall arc of the motion yeah, picture. And yes. what and what it made what it means. I mean, it, it we won. I yes. mean, is, there's no doubt about it. It doesn't downplay America in it in any way shape Mm-mm. or form. So no. I, I I I bring it up only because I know that there's people that I've talked to that say, "Well, I'm not going to go see it." No, go see it. Yeah, it, it's it's they, a they much, have not downplayed. No, after our the country. film, you want to leave cheering USA. Yeah, USA. You're right. USA, absolutely. You know, and absolutely. You think about it, we land on the moon, and you know, 20 years later, the Soviet Union didn't exist. That's it. You yeah. know, they they were a sham. Yeah, well, they were trying to keep up with us and couldn't. They were just uh, a sham. They they're, they're they're much like uh, North Korea and China now, just mm-hmm. just paper tigers. I yeah. I leaned over to my wife when they touched down on tr- uh, tranquility, mm-hmm. and I said, "Still makes me proud." Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it really did. Yeah, it, and was, and there's it a lot. Was a we, seminal moment. There's a lot we did there, but you know, you 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 think back on, um, you know, in the '80s when you got Reagan and he had a pair. Yeah. What if you'd have had somebody in the '70s or somebody in the '60s that had a pair? um maybe you could have um maybe you could have um um you know ended that thing earlier than it did uh, as opposed to you know dragging on 20 more years if somebody had stood up um you know and done something and and, and you know in an earlier administration you know you, you yeah you, but with that you know, said Matt, you could you could have ended that thing sooner maybe the party had that had been in control for so long the Democrats. Right. I agree. Were at least at that time anti communist. They were right. anti communist. They are right. now. They're uh, not. No, they're, they're, no, they've no. embraced. I agree. I agree. They, they are so close to just embracing communism. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, you know, Kennedy would be a Republican now. I'm just saying he'd really? be a Republican now. He wouldn't be a he wouldn't be a Democrat. He couldn't put up with that crap. I like I liked. uh they showed his speech 
We don't go to the moon because it's easy. We go because yes, it's hard. Yes, that was great. I'm glad they had that moon that that news footage in there. That's true. Um, you know, I guess they were anti-communist. I'm just saying, and you know, we have the whole perspective of history now and knowing how that thing was rolling out. But you just think that if it had been handled better, yeah, um, maybe that could have ended sooner. Yeah, maybe backing Shan Kai-shek a little bit more instead of Mao. That might have been a better idea. We wouldn't have the problems we've got right. with China right now. Uh, and, uh, I mean, we we put our foot down with Khrushchev, uh, kept him from, you know, missile crisis and those type of things. That's so true. That was definitely anti-communist uh, stuff. Vietnam was an anti-communist yes. move. Uh, so Bungled. Yeah, bungled up. I Korea mean, was bungled. You know why? It was because the politicians directed the war instead of the generals. The right. generals had been totally different. Right, right. I mean, you know, they they don't want to bomb the dikes because it'll cause flooding and two hundred thousand people will die. And, mm-hmm. Well, you know, you you drop the bomb on Hiroshima and into the it's war. So, war. yeah. So you know, <laughs> it's I, you know, gone. It's, right. It's, All right. Hey, when we come back, I, I want to talk about. Uh, was it Club El Royale or whatever? I yeah, want to talk yeah, about that's, that that's, a little yeah. bit. And I want to talk about uh, Goosebumps 2. Because i got to tell you what, Goosebumps, the first one, was excellent. It was so much fun to go see that movie. Uh-huh. I had more fun than my kid, my uh, grandkids did. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's R.L. Stein's books brought to life on the big screen. I wish they would pick a few books now and maybe flesh out real R.L. Stein-type movies. But uh, we'll talk about that um, they got a new one, and it looks pretty good. I, I'm going to go see A Star is Born this weekend. Yes, you must. And I will try to go see Goosebumps this weekend. Yeah, you you really got to see A Star is Born. But, yeah, there's some good films out there. First Man, Colette, Bad Times at the El Royale, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, uh, all four of those new ones this week. And, of course, uh, A Star is Born is still on the screen. Venom, Night School, Smallfoot, House with a Clock in Its Walls, Simple Favor. Those are all good films. They're still out there. And a, and Hey, listen, Tuesday, Jackie Brown's going to be on. Yep, Jackie Brown's at Riverdale. That's one of the best Quentin Tarantino movies. Probably only second to um, Reservoir Dogs. 7 o'clock Tuesday night. Tickets are only $9. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Every Tuesday night we have an event cinema screening. And uh, this Tuesday coming up is uh, is Jackie Brown. Go to Riverdale10.com for your, for your tickets. Uh, really, this is the strongest slate of motion pictures in october that it i've is. ever seen it really really is it's this good is a great out right now for movies and we'll add to it next week because oh, Jamie lee curtis is coming in halloween and i just i'm like a kid at christmas time right now about that 21 minutes after two matt smith is with us from uh the riverdale 10 the uh, of course uh silver screen cinema in uh cabot some changes coming to the silver screen we'll talk a little bit about that during the time that he's on with us today cersei cinema and hot spring cinema we'll talk about all of that here in just a few moments here on the dave ellswick show needing a prosthetic needing orthotics then you need people who know exactly how to help you reach your mobility goals at the best and if it's not about mobility if it's about you know self-confidence self-worth uh for like Ladies who have had their have removed breasts because of breast cancer or the 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 possibility of having breast cancer, 
then Hortons is the place to go for sure. I mean, their 12th Street location has an area specifically for women uh, that are being challenged that way. They've got a crew that will work specifically with you. They do that in a very special, special way so they can take care of all of your questions and take care of all of the things that you need taken care of. It's just the way that they do business at Hortons. Uh, And Hortons cares about their patients. They get great patient relationships. Some of their patients have been their patients for 25, 30 years. It's amazing. I talk to Mike at times, who is, of course, Mike Horton uh, is is one of the uh, prosthetists over there that does great work. And uh, he has known people that he has helped fit fit it with, you know, uh, you know, prosthetics from the knee down, and has uh, gotten things taken care of uh, for them, and keeping those patients happy uh, because uh, they're able to do the things that they want to do. Because with Hortons, it's all about providing a lifetime of of support, and it's the same way at any one of their six locations in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith or uh, Cersei. All right, when uh, Matt gets back with us, he's doing some business right now. He'll be right back with us after the news, and we'll talk about what's playing at each of the theaters so you know which theater to go to to make sure you get to see the movies. I'm sure that First Man is playing at all of his theaters, uh, so we'll talk uh, to him about that. Uh, Again, my recommendation for First Man is that you'll enjoy it. It's a good movie. It is a well-produced movie, well-directed movie. Uh, the cinematography is is great. As you watch that movie, uh, since it's such an intensely personal movie about uh, Neil Armstrong, they f- didn't film it the way you know they normally do. These were handheld cameras that they used on the actors for the most part, so that the shots could be up close and, and personal. Uh, when they have Armstrong or Ryan Gosling, who's playing Armstrong, on camera because they're handheld cameras, you get every little tick of their eyes and upturn on their mouth. It's really, really uh, amazing uh, how they shot this. The guy from that this, did this did La La Land and Gosling and him seem to have a really good philosophical uh, agreement about how movies should be made, and it shows uh, in the final product. So First Man is one for sure that you'll want to go see. We'll get our break in. We'll come back. Matt will be here, and uh, we'll run over everything that's playing at all of his different theaters for you on this weekend. Move into the next half hour with Matt Smith, the uh, CEO and main bottle washer of (laughs) the, the theaters here in Cabot, Searcy, uh, Riverdale 10 here in Little Rock, Hot Springs Cinema down in Hot Springs. And let's just run through it uh, for Matt, for the folks, since it's going to be kind of a rainy weekend. Yes. Be a good time if you can't, you know, a lot of people, I know I'm one of them, was thinking about going to the fair, but if it's raining, I'm not going to be, you know, liquid sunshine will keep me from the fair. It just will happen. So uh, I'll be sitting in and watching a movie. Why don't you tell everybody what's playing at the different uh, cinemas? All right. In the Little Rock area, you can hit the Riverdale10.com. Riverdale10.com. That's a website for the Riverdale 10 VIP Cinema. 
And, of course, we've got over 40 different beers and eight different wines, a full food menu, electric leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating, all the new independent as well as first one Hollywood features. Tuesday night, we're showing Jackie Brown from 1997, directed by Quentin Tarantino. It's rated R. Showtime, 7 o'clock. Tickets are only $9. That's Tuesday night, the 16th at 7 o'clock, Riverdale10.com for your tickets. Showing this week, brand new starting today, First Man with Ryan Gosling. Also new today, Colette. Also new, Bad Times at the El Royale. Also new today, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. A Star is Born is held over from last week. Venom also held over from last week. And we're still showing Night School, Small Foot, The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Riverdale10.com for current features and showtimes to buy your band's tickets. Click Menu to see our full food menu. Pick up the Theater Group Popcorn Bucket. You buy that bucket and you get free popcorn every Wednesday with a ticket purchase. Anytime you bring the bucket in Tuesday through Thursday, it's 200 ounces of popcorn for just four dollars make sure you get that popcorn bucket it's good at all four locations cabot cersei hot springs and little rock riverdale10.com full food menu serving beer and wine now if you're up north in the big city of cersei arkansas that's cersei cinema.com cersei cinema.com we're showing first man goosebumps 2 haunted halloween bad times at the el royale venom a star is born night school Smallfoot, The Nun, and A House with a Clock in Its Walls. Hit CerseCinema.com. Buy your advance tickets right there. Click Menu to see the full food menu. And all of the cinemas have this full food menu. We're talking about fresh, made-to-order, handcrafted pizza, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, chicken tenders, French fries, loaded fries, Bavarian pretzels, Nathan's hot dogs, State Fair corn dogs, Key lime pie, chocolate peanut butter pie, mozzarella cheese sticks, ice cream, nachos, popcorn, candy, soda, frozen Coke, bottled water in Cabot, excuse me, in uh, Hot Springs and in at Riverdale. Over 40 different beers and eight different wines. So check it out on the website. Click menu at any of the sites in Cersei at CerseiCinema.com. You get the theater group refill popcorn bucket. It's good for free popcorn at all four cinemas. Doesn't matter which cinema you brought, bought it at, just take it to any of the cinemas. Same thing with gift cards. You get a gift card at any of the four locations, you can use it at all four locations. You get a gift card in Hot Springs, you can use it in Cabot, Cersei, Hot Springs, and Little Rock, wherever. CerseiCinema.com, Riverdale10.com. Uh, be sure to go to the website and download the free Theater Group mobile app for your phone. And, of course, uh, sign up for the email newsletter and like us on Facebook. Now, if you are down south in Hot Springs... It's hotspringsvip.com. Hotspringsvip.com. We're showing First Man, Venom, A Star is Born, Night School, and Smallfoot. Hotspringsvip.com. Now go to that website, sign up for the email newsletter, like the Facebook page, and Facebook page and sign up to follow events, download the Theater Group Inc. mobile app, uh, buy your advanced tickets right there at hotspringsvip.com. Electric leather recliners with tables and reserved seating. Over 20 different beers, 8 different wines. Full food menu right there. Just click menu. Uh, movies we got coming up there. Of course, we're going to have uh, Nobody's Fool on uh, November the 2nd uh, with Tiffany Haddish. Uh, we'll have uh, Bohemian Rhapsody on November the 2nd. 
Uh, those tickets are already on sale. Uh, we'll have Halloween next next uh, Friday. Yes. And uh, on October 26th, we'll have Hunter Killer. Uh, so those are coming up in Hot Springs. Hot Springs, VIPCinema.com. Uh, now, Monday, we start some new construction in Hot Springs. Uh, we're uh, installing an entirely new parking lot at the Hot Springs Theater. Uh, expanded and remodeled uh, brand-new restrooms in Hot Springs. Uh, putting all new carpet and drapes throughout the building. Uh, new front facade, new sign above the box office, and we will be expanding the Hot Springs Theater and adding new screens. Uh, and the new screens will be stadium seating with Dolby Atmos sound, and of course they will feature uh, in that stadium seating configuration the electric leather recliners with tables and reserved seating. So that's coming Hot Springs. Uh, construction starts Monday, and uh, we hope to have these new amenities up and running and open for you guys by the first Friday in May. We're looking at about a seven-month construction time so hot springs vip cinema.com uh that's coming up we'll have an all new experience for your movie going public there in hot springs uh, by next summer now if you're down in dave elswick's hometown come on the cool cabot kid that's what they know dave as around come town. On. he's the come coolest join us that's it it's cabot vip cinema.com cabot vip cinema.com and of course like the facebook page follow events Sign up for the email newsletter, download the free mobile app, and of course we've got free popcorn on Wednesdays there with the Theater Group Inc. popcorn bucket. 200 ounces of free popcorn every time you buy a ticket, just bring the bucket in on Wednesday. And of course you can get that refilled for $4 Tuesday, uh, excuse me, Thursday through Tuesday. Uh, full food menu there as well. Just click on the uh, menu and see all that wonderful food that I talked about earlier. The food menu is the same at all four locations. Be sure you check that out. Now in Cabot, we're showing First Man, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, Bad Times at the El Royale, Venom, A Star is Born, Smallfoot, Night School, The House with a Clock in Its Walls, and The Nun. And that's CabotVIPCinema.com. Now, of course, uh, next week in Cabot, we will have uh, Halloween. Uh, Also, next Friday in Cabot, uh, The Hate You Give. Uh, on the um, this girl in the spider web opening next Friday. That is in uh, November. That's a November. Oh, movie. November. Yeah, okay. next Friday, um, the nineteenth uh, is Halloween uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis and the Hate You Give. Uh, that's on the nineteenth, uh, and then on the twenty uh, sixth, we'll have uh, Hunter Killer, uh, and we'll also have uh, Indivisible. Uh, and both of those are military movies. Hunter Killer mm-hmm. is about uh, some submarines, and Indivisible is uh, World War Two film. All right. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir on uh on hunter killer is that the 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 last movie of the of uh the three of them of olympus has fallen london has fallen and then that one yes same same okay. team gerald butler the whole deal uh, looks cool it's from Lionsgate. uh so hunter killer is that weekend as well as indivisible which is from pureflix indivisible is a faith-based motion picture that starts on the 26th as well in cabot the 19th is halloween and also on the 19th i hate you give and then the first friday in november which is november the second we'll have the nutcracker from walt disney uh we'll have bohemian rhapsody and of course we will have uh, nobody's fool tiffany haddish from tyler perry those all start on november the second mm-hmm. now advanced tickets are on sale uh cabot vip cinema.com and as everybody knows we've got that full food menu there in cabot with all the made to order hot fresh food God, as the good stuff as well as frozen cokes and popcorn and candy and nachos and uh soda and water but we've got all the all the hot cooked food there for you in cabot and of course we redid all of our seating in cabot this year and we put in new uh platforms for our stadium seating we've got the electric leather recliners uh with tables and reserve seating there in cabot and we've got ticketing kiosks there in the lobby. And so we got all the seating reworked in Cabot um, 
this spring, uh, and then we went through the summer. And then here in the fall in Cabot, we're installing all new drapes. Uh, all of our all of our drapes in all eight auditoriums will become red. Uh, we're installing new screen masking. It will also be red. And we're installing uh, new screen skirts uh, and all new carpet uh, in the interior of the movie theaters. Uh, it'll also be red. And so when you go in, we'll have uh, red drapes and red screen masking and red carpet uh, on the floors there. And then, of course, uh, the seats are black. Uh, also putting uh, putting new carpet in all eight auditoriums. And uh, we got the drapes coming in first, and then we got the carpet coming in. Uh, and then we're going to be re- reworking the restrooms there in Cabot, uh, trying to get all this done before the um, – holiday season to kind of finish up this year that's a lot of work brother yeah yeah we're trying to we're trying to finish up this year remodeling there in uh um in cabot before we get into the into the christmas season um but the good thing about you know doing the drapes and 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 the carpet and and kind of the teams that we've got doing that is they can do that during the day so it's not going to interrupt business you know they can go in you know at four or five o'clock in the morning and do drapes in a couple of rooms and we can open for the day and then they can come back and do the other rooms and then then we do the same thing with the carpet you only do a couple of rooms a day but uh, that's the goal um you know as we get into the holiday season we want you to go into cabot and see all new drapes all new carpet all new screen masking all new screen skirts and remodel restrooms so that's what we're working on uh drapes first then the carpet then we're doing the restrooms so uh, but it won't affect your movie going. It's going to happen uh, before we even open, and we're just going to do one, ro- you know, rooms at a time. So you might go watch a movie, and uh, uh, you know, you might go watch a movie and go in there this weekend, and you'll see uh, some maroon carpet and some green drapes, and uh, go back next month and <laughs> red carpet and and some red drapes. So uh, change out, but um, we want to get it. We want to get new drapes and new carpet in, and we're kind of going with a red and black look in the interior of the theaters. Uh, that seems to go well with the new black uh, electric leather recliners. Kind of goes along with being a Panther as well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that, getting that done. So uh, doing the remodel there inside Cabot and then, of course, the expansion uh, and rework there in uh, Hot Springs. And that's that's the projects that we've got going. Hope to finish up the Cabot stuff by Christmas and Hot Springs by, uh, by next summer. And uh, we're kicking around the idea of putting recliners into Cersei. all right so yes sir hold on your thoughts and we'll come back and i'll talk to you about some other stuff uh things are changing uh more in cabot i'm excited about it but before we get to that we got to get a break in don't forget about uh folks uh things that are going on with david lucas he wants you to know there's 567 different ways to claim your social security benefits there's 2728 rules and the social security handbook Make matters worse, uh, the federal government has told their Social Security Administration they are actually forbidden to offer you any personalized advice, so you're totally on your own. And that's probably the reason about $10 billion in benefits go unclaimed every year uh, for Social Security. So learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date 2018 Guide to Social Security from David Lucas, host of David Lucas Show. You hear him here on 101.1 FM, The Answer, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. on Saturday. And to get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security, all you have to do is be one of the first 10 callers right now, 501-653-6690. And so you're not going to leave money on the table because you can literally leave tens of thousands of dollars if you Go out and get your Social Security wrong. Get back every nickel that's rightfully yours. That's 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. 
Com. We'll get back to Matt in a moment. Don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Their phone number, 982-7451. You give them a call. Tell them the part you're looking for, whether it be a transmission, an engine, a rear taillight, a, a, a couple of uh, headlights, whatever it is that you need for your automobile, they can supply it. They'll back it up. If uh, Sunny's doesn't have it in his salvage yard, he can get it from one of thousands of other salvage yards all over the United States. He will find what it is that you need. He uh, has found the transmission that I'm going to put into my Acadia, uh, and it's going to save me about 50% because uh, the difference between using uh, a part from a well-maintained total loss vehicle is a whole lot cheaper and uh, financially responsible than going out and buying a brand new part, no EM part that's going to just cost you out the yin yang. So if you got a car that's like mine, I'm on my uh, KD, I'm near 300,000 miles, save the money, then get the warranty, get a three year parts and labor and unlimited mileage, and you'll have nothing to worry about. You call, uh, call RD over at Sunny's Auto Salvage. He'll take good care of you. 982 7451. Matt Smith is here. Where are we uh, as far as Cabot goes and getting to the point that you can buy an adult beverage there? Well, um, I mean, I don't know how much I can talk about that. Okay. But, um, you know, I know um, since we are a private club, uh, we cannot uh, advertise the items we offer on our menu. Okay. So we we're, we're since we're a private club uh, now that's not the case in in Riverdale, right? Uh, because uh, Riverdale's in Little Rock and we're in a wet city in a wet county. Uh huh. And uh, that's not the case in Hot Springs because Hot Springs, uh, you know, we're in Hot Springs in a wet city in a wet county. Correct. So in Hot Springs, we can talk about having beer and wine and the fact that we've got over twenty different beers and eight different wines at Riverdale. It's Riverdale Ten dot com. And in Hot Springs, over twenty different beers and eight different wines. That's Hot Springs VIP Cinema dot com. Uh, but uh, Lone Oak is a dry county. Cabot is a dry city. And so uh, we are a private club. Uh, and we were approved to be a, a private club and, and get our private club permit uh, for the Cabot 8 VIP Cinema on Wednesday. Okay. So we've been a private club for two days. Uh, so we are that. But uh, I know we can't advertise uh, what's on our menu. But you can't say we're a private, a private club. club. I can say that. And then okay. the people that, you know, live in uh, – Lone Oak County know what a private club is, right? You know, so they know that, and I mean, it's pretty obvious that we are. And there's a, private a lot club. of private clubs in Cabot. There's six. Too. There's 16 private clubs within uh, three miles of the movie theater there in Cabot. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, fa- all family bowling uh, and Kingpin, uh, the bowling out there in Cabot's private club. Uh, Colton's in Cabot's private club. Uh, Purple Onion in Cabot is a private club. Uh, Firestone Pizza. US Pizza. Firestone. Firestone Pizza is a private club. Yeah, all of them. U.S. Pizza is a private club. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But, no uh, Yeah, they sure are. But the uh, the Cabot 8 VIP Cinema is now a private club as of Wednesday uh, there in Cabot. And, um, you know, we were happy to, to see that uh, Alcohol Beverage Control uh, did allow us to do that. So uh, that's that's been that's been good. And we just appreciate our supporters uh, in Cabot. Um, Cabot's been a been a good town to show movies all these years. Yeah, it's and, a great place. Uh, and, are, and now the, the movie theater – is an even greater place. Well, just, just glad to get the seats in. Everybody, really glad to get the seats in there. No, just it's great. Really glad to do that. Get those tables in there. And good just, food. Just, yes, and try to provide something good for best for people. nachos anywhere. 
you know, we use the cheese sauce. I mean, I, you know, I, know. I don't it's believe a great it. Place. I love no, that I, place. I really do. I, I just, I, you know, I'm, when I'm doing that stuff, I'm thinking to myself, you know, would I eat that, right? And 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 I hate that Rico's cheese when you go to these other movie theaters and they hand you that little, you know, that little square plastic thing. square thing that's about <laughs> half the size of your fist. Yeah. And you know they just took it out from under a heat lamp. And then you're supposed to peel that aluminum plastic full top off of it and stick your chips in there, and it's just and you run out of cheese. It's a mil- but it's a million years old. With all these preservatives in it. It's just kind of a clump in there. You don't. You, know? you don't get. You have plenty of cheese. Yes, I, there at uh, the Cabot uh, VIP Cinema. I'm just I want telling the you. sauce. I want the sauce. Yes. It's it's the cheese sauce. I yes. mean, it's you know, it's it's a liquid cheese nacho sauce. That's what it is. Liquid I mean, gold. Yes, yes, and and I also <laughs> hate when you go somewhere. And they've melted shredded cheese on some chips, and they're calling that nachos, man. Yeah, it's not cheese dip if yeah. it's not a liquid. Yeah, right. It's, it's got I'm to be you. right. It's got to be a I'm liquid cheese to be a cheese dip. So I'm kind of picky about that. I'm picky about the popcorn. You know, I, I don't like the when they're selling those cookies that are pre-shrunk with the pre-shrunk plastic wrap on them <laughs> because they've been you know in that plastic wrap for a hundred years. Mm. Right. I won't. To sell a cookie that we're taking out of the oven, and it's a hot cookie that right. we just took out of the oven. You know, just like I want to give you a pretzel out of the oven. I don't want to give you a pretzel. Like when you show up, you smell the popcorn, right? I, I don't because want... it's just being popped. The I plastic wrapped pretzels. I hate those, man. I don't even know why people buy those things. I want to give somebody the pretzel out of the oven. I want you, it to be you something. You know how hot. much I love movies. I'm I'm yeah. there two to three times a week. So I can just tell you, if you live in Cabot, you live around Cabot, it's a great place to go see a movie. And there's, there are places all over the United States that would wish they would have the kind of theater that we're lucky enough to be graced with at Cabot. I'm just glad the town supports us. And we do want to give them a good food product. I I believe it's got to be hot and fresh. It can't be just coming out of a package like that. See, I know? haven't done a pizza yet. I'm going to have to do a pizza. Yeah, well, you'll have to wait because, you know, they got to make it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's okay. Get, I'm place your order, that. and then they'll bring it to you. I'm, you know, I've got to give it a try. Yeah, because they got to throw it in the oven, and, you know, they'll have to put it together. But, I mean, it's it's a, you know, you get your good pepperoni pizza there with some good yeah, cheese give it and some shot. good sauce. And, you know, the, but, I mean, it's good cool. stuff. Right. You got to order it. You have to come up to the counter, it's order it's supposed it, to be, buy your tickets and food, go sit down. All right, then they'll bring it to you when it's done. And let me just say that means show up fifteen minutes before the movie or yeah. a half hour before the movie. Yeah. Don't show up ten minutes, two minutes before the movie, and expect you're going to get in line and get your popcorn, get your soda, get into the theater, sit down because you got your reserved seat, and you're not going to miss some of the movie. Maybe. Well, the 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 reserved seating has been a blessing because people know they've got they a love seat. It. And they know where they're setting, which is great. I like it. I like it a lot. It's great. Yeah. But I also think that it delays people showing up yep. because they think, well, I got my seat. So there's no yeah, reason. And so for you does to get... everybody else. So it'll be really fast. Well, yeah, maybe not. Right, right. And be, <laughs> well, you still got to park. You still got to go to the restaurant. Yeah. You, and you, you still, still got to wait till your food's made. Still got to grab your soda. You make, you pop, the, yes, you make yes. the food when you, you when you order. Right. I mean, you know, like if you go in somewhere. And they're scooping the popcorn out of a popcorn warmer. Sums up, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? You know, I mean, a million years ago, I worked for Lowe's Theaters, you know, and you popped on Sunday. Yeah. And they would just and, pop up and bags bag and up. bags and bags full of popcorn and leave it in the projection booth and bring it downstairs and throw it in the warmer. Yuck. Oh, stuff was horrible, man. Stuff was rancid. All right. We'll That's why Lowe's a- Cinemas ain't around no more. Yeah. We're taking a break. <laughs> we'll be back with more. We got another half hour with Matt. 
We'll talk about some of the movies that are coming up. Don't forget, in December, Mary Poppins Returns is on its way. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of things coming your way that we'll talk about here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. I just want to let you know, Matt, that we we freaked people out Tuesday night last week when they came to see The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. It was so fun talking to the audience because we we're pretty close to having a sold out auditorium right right we had about 123 seats in there I, w- I would say we had 85 people there maybe and i'm sitting there talking to them before the movie and i i said how many people here have never seen this movie and i'm thinking that nobody's gonna raise their hand right about a dozen people raised their hand had never seen the exorcist now that movie is 45 years old came out in 1973 Look and, out now. and uh i'm i'm going I was a, what was I, a sophomore, you know, sophomore in college. And uh, that kind of caught me off guard, but really, because I forget how old I am. Right. I'm an old fart now. Right, I just, right. just never think about it because I don't feel that way. I don't feel like my daddy did at 65. My daddy at 65 right. wanted to just lay in his recliner, watch the Cubs, and wait for the Grim Reaper to show up. That's, really? not, that's not the way I am, you know. Okay. So anyway. Okay. I'm, uh, I said, how many people here have never seen this movie on the big screen? Mm-hmm. Almost the whole theater right. held up their hands. Right. And I said, you guys, you think you've seen this movie. You've never even right. seen this movie. Right. When you've not seen it on the big screen, you've not experienced but the, the power of this movie. Right. If, if you're at home watching a TV show on TV... Yeah, that you can yeah, pause cool. while you go take yeah. a leak or whatever. I mean, just that's television. It's different. Yeah. yeah, that's television. And you know, you need to go ahead. And I enjoy television myself, but don't confuse Netflix and television with motion pictures. It's not the mm-hmm. same thing. And, and I don't care how big your TV screen is. Seventy inches isn't how. What's the average size of a of oh, a movie screen? Oh man, well. I mean, you guys. It's huge. Yeah, you guys. That, that screen in there. What, were you guys on screen two? Yeah, we were on the first screen. The first oh, you're on one screen one. Yeah. Let's see. Screen one is going to be. That's going to be 40 feet by mm, 20. Okay, 40, 40 feet by yeah. 20 feet. I if, at well, home, you've got 70 yeah. inches. I mean, that's. I, I, well, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, because I'm. I'm, I'm what, because that movie probably is in scope, so yeah, that probably, yeah, that's probably a scope feature. Now, screen two is bigger than that, so yeah, yeah it filled the whole yeah, screen. Yeah, screen two is bigger than that, so well, you know, flat features are shot a little bit, uh, they're shot a little bit smaller. So you know, CinemaScope gives you the wide range. You know, mm-hmm. when you think about like, you know, Lawrence of Arabia's CinemaScope. Oh, you know, that was fantastic. Gone with the Wind CinemaScope. You know, Bridge on the River. When, yeah, you know, CinemaScope. You know what I'm saying? I'm that. But yeah, I mean, that's a forty by twenty screen. 2001 so, so you know there's a huge difference in seeing the exorcist on 40 by 40 feet by 20 feet yeah versus you know your 48 have, inch your 48 for, inch for, you know your 48 go. inch and, and that's 48 inches from diagonal to diagonal that's, that's right that's from corner to corner the corner to corner that's that's 48 inches that's four feet right there so mm-hmm. i mean there's just it's it's the the width of a door <laughs> you know and you're trying to i mean that doesn't do the spider walk justice no. come on man no you know i and that's the thing I, I i i don't want somebody to sit there and say well i don't want to go watch the classic movie because i've seen that movie a million times 
on TV. Yeah. Right? Because... He was just on HBO. So? Right. Be, right. Right. <laughs> because, because you know, not not only are we talking about the big screen and, and the cool, comfy chair, though, but, but the good mm-hmm. thing about it is when you go to that classic movie, you're in there with a with bunch of people, like-minded people who mm-hmm. are into that movie. And when that lady that was screaming (laughs) on Tuesday night, she had everybody on edge, man. I'm just telling you, she had everybody on edge. But what's our next classic? Our classic Oh, the uh, Maltese Falcon coming up in November. Our classic in November's got Humphrey Bogart. How how many people have really seen Humphrey Bogart? Exactly. On the big screen. But if you go watch it, if you go watch that, not only are you going to see it on the big screen with that awesome Dolby sound, you yep. know, that cool comfy recliner with a table, you're kicking back, you got a cold beer, maybe in a fresh made pizza. But what's so great about it is everybody in that room is going to be a Humphrey Bogart fan. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people show up in trench coats and fedoras and stuff. I mean, there's a camaraderie to that of all being on the same team and being a fan of that motion picture and you 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 pull that together on classic movie night that's what's so good about it that brings that dynamic and then you know you do the trivia thing and you ask them the questions and then there's people that know bogey's birthday or people know when he met his wife or whatever and the people know that he got the oscar for this movie or whatever the case may be and that brings a dynamic to the experience where it is a cultural tribal community feel good we're in this together type event that's what adds to the specialness of it you know in addition to yeah man it's a cool big screen right but but it's the camaraderie of the thing i'm going to tell you what i am going to be in the theater (laughs) sitting down and watching the bogart movie because i've never seen uh the maltese falcon on the big screen it's the stuff dreams are made of yeah i cannot wait to see it, it, it it's such a great movie oh yeah to see oh, it yeah. on the big screen by the way we want to tell you that uh, we were going to show white christmas in december mm-hmm. but something has happened it has been pulled out of circulation uh, i'll let uh, matt explain exactly what happened ticks me off i know it ticks you off I'm, <laughs> a lot of people are waiting to see white christmas uh, not going to happen. We're going to do It's a Wonderful Life. Everybody loves It's a Wonderful Life. So we'll be showing that uh, second Tuesday in December. And then the second Tuesday in January, uh, it is, I think, the 75th anniversary yes. of Gone with the Wind. It's the release date. It's like it's like it's it's the exact anniversary of the motion picture. Maybe yeah. the 80th by now, 75th or 80th. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's why we're doing it in January because that's when the movie came out, yeah. uh, I guess, in 1930. I guess it would have been, what, 36? That was the big, the big year 1939, Wizard, maybe? Yeah, Wizard of Oz 39, and all of it 39. coming out. 39. That was a great year for motion yes. pictures. That's why we're doing it. It's, it's, yes. So we're going to so, show that. Yes, absolutely. And and those tickets are on sale, uh, by the way. Uh, you can you can see those now. Um, it is the 80th anniversary okay. and, and the uh, for Gone with the Wind in January, and it came out like right at the date we're doing it, 80 years ago. That's cool. Yes, and those tickets are on sale. So it's Gone with the Wind in January. Those tickets are on sale now, Riverdale10.com. We had so many people asking us to do Gone with the Wind again, so we did that. And uh, in November, of course, it's the Maltese Falcon. And in December, it is It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens is is we, we listen to you guys because you guys will call into the radio station um, email us just text me yes just stop me in the lobby hit us on social media 
and you email the theater and you hit the theater on Facebook and you email Dave and call the station and hit Dave's social media and you tell us what you want the 12 classic movies to be. And then we get together with Albert Einstein and Superman and uh, Russ, the producer. <laughs> that's the brain trust. Yep. And we chop it down to 12 movies. And we go ahead and set those 12 movies for the year. And I will book those movies. And I'll call the distributor. And I'll say, look, you know, I want this, 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 this. And I'll give them the dates. And I'll, you know, hit Warner Brothers and MGM and Fox and Disney and whoever's doing it. Paramount, whatever. You know, Sony, whoever's got the title. And go ahead and confirm those dates. But they won't give you a solid confirmation a year out. So in January, I'm trying to book for the whole year. And typically, you can go out about three months on the ret- retro pictures, the classic pictures, the uh, library, as they call it, sometimes six months. But beyond that, they won't they won't send me a solid written confirmation. What happens is I'll call the VP theatrical and I'll say, hey, look, I want to play. And, I, and I'm calling the guy in January of 2018 and I'm saying I want to play white christmas or whatever in in december and you know they'll say either it is available or no it's currently out of release or the license hasn't been taken you know the license is out right now whatever the case may be but if i put it on our website if i put it on our facebook page you know six months a year out what's happened is i made that phone call and they've said well you know it doesn't look to be a problem that should be okay Mm, yeah uh why don't you go ahead and show that one is good just put that down, Matt, and uh, I will email you the confirmation when we get closer. And that's what usually happens. And so we'll go ahead and put it on the website. We'll put it on Facebook. And 99.9% of the time, we go ahead and show the movie. But sometimes, three months out, instead of emailing me the written confirmation, <laughs> they will they will call me and say, uh, we got a problem. Yeah. Because they license these things. And so they'll have them licensed for home video or they have them licensed for video on demand or they have them licensed for theatrical and they may have music licensed or they may have some type of copyright license or a deal uh with someone on the screenplay or whatever and that runs a certain amount of years and then if any of those agreements expire they have to take that movie out of release until they renew that agreement and sometimes that happens and, and it just happened to happen this year but we had a massive crowd last year for It's a Wonderful Life, and people yeah. asked us to show it again this year. Yep. And we generally try to we generally try to change it uh, out each Christmas. But There's three uh, Christmas movies specifically people always preach. want to see. Here they are. Go ahead. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, I love it. White Christmas. I love it. And last but not Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I love it. The original with I Natalie Wood. Those are the three. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. But but I. It's a Wonderful Life and White Christmas are probably my favorite two of those. That Thirty Four Streets may be a little. I don't know though. Maybe I, it, maybe. I love White Christmas. Yeah, it's such yeah. A, it because it was it was in Technicolor, <laughs> and I mean Technicolor was special. <laughs> it really was. The colors are so vivid, and those those scenes at the end where they're given they're doing the the production at the the, the Holiday Inn place that they're at. And they're all in white in that one scene, and then they open up the dresses, and they're 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 just this rich red, and it's just beautiful. 
it's absolutely oh, yeah beautiful. I, you know any of these movies i mean and and that's the debate i mean we we sit and we talk about it we always want to show casablanca yeah that'll be on our it'll be back on the the big screen again next year i don't know what month yet we always want to show gone with the wind yep we always want to show rosa Oz. yep and another one that we kick around quite a bit is godfather yeah a lot of people a like lot to of see people it. ask for godfather now, they really do we're going to add one next year month of uh easter i don't know what month is april or may next yeah. year uh we'll uh we're going to show mel gibson's movie passion oh that would be good gonna bring them passion back good. you know it'd be 15 years old next year <clears throat> well you know we've done 10 commandments before yeah and it usually draws although it's gotten where it doesn't draw as many because a lot of people don't even know who you know charlton heston is well anymore. it's just long i mean that, it that is, is long that rascal's long i <laughs> i mean you know when they get there like intermission are you gonna have intermission well yeah we're yeah. going to have it man it's I mean, got to be on it because when they park the there. red sea man we got to have the intermission y'all gonna need to go to the bathroom because <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you see all that water hey, you're gonna hey, want to go to the bathroom you know we're about two and a half hours in <laughs> you know and they're like are you just gonna skip that and go <laughs> on i'm like no <laughs> we can't do that man i mean you know believe me you're gonna want to go get hit the restroom and get something to eat and drink come on back because we got another two and a half i think we'll show they always ask that be, an yeah, between um, i mean we're going to do casablanca but i think i'm always going to show another bogart movie i think maybe next year the african queen oh that's a great one that might be a fun one to show there's others there's key other largo, ones too. i mean you know yeah key largo is a good one to have and have not you know what to do rick just whistle <laughs> <laughs> oh man i, I tell you I, I, yeah you can't i Put your lips together. They've and got there you to, go. Yeah, they've got to come see uh, Maltese Falcon. It's just, yeah. it's, yes. That's going to be fun. I mean, I'm shooting. I don't know if we can get it yet. Matt has said he believes we might be able to, and that is I spit on your grave for That's October. Right. That would be next year. That would be. Just tell you what, that will be, that is an unbelievable classic school drive-in grindhouse movie slash and you know what i'm gonna see that's so halloween i'm gonna try so hard for us matt i'm gonna try to bring the lady who starred in it because she's from pine bluff Mm. it'd be nice to have her here to talk about it so we'll see if we can make that happen shot on like a two dollar budget yeah and is still freaking people out yep all these years later they remade it and did not carry the power that no. the original did no. in the 70s no. no great movie so there's there's a lot of movies out there just keep listening we'll tell you people ask me about disney movies disney protects their movies like nobody's business i mean i'm one of those people who have been wanting to show mary poppins again on the big screen disney will not allow it there've been nothing better for me this year than for december to have shown you Mary Poppins as the Christmas movie, knowing that Mary Poppins Returns was Agreed. coming out right before Agreed. Christmas. But we can't do it. Doesn't doesn't work. Well, you know, they have done a really good job of protecting their intellectual property rights, uh, keeping that stuff in the vault, keeping it locked down. Uh, they're the best in the business. I mm-hmm. mean, in 2017. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. In 2017, 30% of the worldwide box office went to walt disney wow 30 percent of every movie ticket sold in the world was to a disney movie three out of ten that's a lot i'm gonna tell you next year it's gonna be bigger next year 
They got 12 major motion pictures. Next year in 2019, the mouse is going to roar, buddy. I mean, they're coming. They just swallowed yeah. up Fox. They're, they're bringing it. Yeah, I mean, if 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 Google and Net or, or Netflix or Amazon thinks they're going to muscle Disney, they've lost their mind. No, they're muscle maybe some of the smaller studios that are already getting muscled yep. by Disney. Yep, they're going to get they're they're, they're oh, lose no, more I, more of their share yeah. than Disney will. Oh, I don't think that uh, I don't think Netflix and Google and Amazon understand. This uh, Disney acquiring Fox, that's going to begin this thing. That's going to hurt Netflix and all of them because they're not yes, going to get their movies is. anymore. Yes, it is. But I think we're going to see another merger. I really think Paramount Viacom will be bought by another studio. And instead, you know, we did have the big eight for a long time, and now we're down to the big six. I think when it all shakes out, there's going to be four major movie studios, and they're going to be able to go toe-to-toe in the ring with Netflix, Amazon, Google, and Win, Because those other clowns deliver content. The studios create the content. And I understand that Netflix and Amazon and Google want to get in the content-creative business, but these guys have been creating the content for over 100 years. Yep. And I just don't think Universal, Warner Brothers, Disney's people like this, you know, when you talk about Universal, Warner Brothers, and Disney, they're just not – they're the best at what they do. And and I don't think these internet service providers um, (laughs) streaming something and creating something are two different things. Getting something on a 5G and being able to get on somebody's phone and actually creating a work of art are two different things. Okay. i got to ask you a favor. Yeah. I've gotten several text messages. Mm -hmm. Please turn... And face the camera. Oh, sorry. So, so people can see oh, what Matt I'm Smith sorry. looks like. I, I, I was. They're I looking wasn't at the back attention. of your head. I got. I got comfortable, and <laughs> we were talking about the TV, and I was imagining that as your TV, yeah. and it got me distracted. I'm okay, sorry. So there, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's Matt. I'm so sorry. You, you'll be able to see him. I'm sorry. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come up, wrap it up. Uh, we've got uh, Scott Jennings coming up at three thirty-five. Hey, he, now he is in Kentucky, where the Trump rally is going to be this evening and he'll tell us what's going on there and what we can expect watching that on fox tonight that's all coming your way still on the dave ellswick show back with uh matt smith we're out of time we're down to one minute left look out now go to the movies this weekend go take in a movie the big new ones out uh first man bad times at the el royale ghost bumps 2 haunted halloween uh riverdale 10 colette is playing there. You want to see that one carryover? Star is born and Venom, a night school. I've heard good things about being very, very funny and Smallfoot being a great kids movie. So, and a house that uh, with a clock in its walls, a good one as well. All right, we got news coming up, Matt. What's up for your weekend? You going to the fair at any uh, time? I'm going to hang out with Charlie Daniels tonight. All right, uh, yeah, we said man. hi. Yeah, yeah, going to do that tonight and uh, hang out with Pod Payable on Death tomorrow night. And uh, let me see, I got uh, family fall pictures on Sunday, Nine and seconds. I'm taking my daughter to a princess ball tomorrow. All right, well, she's a real princess, no doubt about that. News is next. I'm back. Scott Jennings will join us. Tell us about the Trump rally next all right back with you scott jennings should be bringing us up here in a few moments we'll talk to him he is on site in kentucky and uh the president's going to be there tonight and having a big rally 
and he's supposed to be there and giving us a call to let us know exactly what is going on as they prepare for uh, for that big rally there, how many people they're expecting, how many people are in line right now to get in. So uh, we're waiting on him to uh, talk to us here uh, and bring us up to date on it in just uh, a moment. Uh, taking a look quickly, some of the major news stories uh, that are out today. Let me uh, run over them with you real quickly. They're still talking about everything that's been going on uh, at the um, Michael in uh, in Florida. Now, the, the front page, of, for instance, the Drudge Report has kind of switched out now to give us uh, other stories. So it's already been moved off of the front page, so to speak, uh, and I think moved all the way back to the, the far end, which is the case. Uh, but there's still a lot of stories out there. They're still showing a lot of fear uh, that they're going to have still a bunch of looting. Uh, homes are being looted, things of that nature. Uh, in Panama City, they're saying, what a difference a day makes. One day after Hurricane Michael ravaged uh, the panhandle there in Florida, the sun is out. It's a beautiful day. Looking up into the sky, looking down at the ground, though, is a much different story. Uh, Florida emergency officials say the devastation is so massive that it remains unclear if people who ignored evacuation orders were killed. Survivors like the uh, Patel family do not have much left. Quote, everything that we saved is gone. It just looks like there was no second floor of our home. The Patels have lived in Panama City for six years. There isn't much they can salvage either. They only have food for about a week. We packed part of our clothes and left. That's all we have. The Patel's neighbors were not home, and it is unclear how their small kids are doing. The walls of their home were ripped off as the Category 4 hurricane hit the area as the strongest storm to ever impact the panhandle. The intense blanket of wind and rain damaged nearly everything in its path, making it tough to navigate through neighborhoods. Down trees, power lines are blocking streets. Crews in Bay County are trying to clear roadways as they start assessing the damage. Residents are in shock, and they are very concerned about looters. Uh, the National Guard is patrolling the streets in, in many of these communities now. Besides trying to rebuild, Amber's hoping not to lose what little she has left. Last night, people were in the bushes talking about which car to steal, which car to break into. Isn't that terrible? That, that's the low point of humanity at that point. That they, the people taking. I dare say, break into the one that doesn't have the nine millimeter pointed at it. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying here. Uh, you know, some people just have no morality about them at all, and your your pain. They don't have any problem increasing it by taking what little you might have. Near Amber's home, the front door of a convenience store had been shattered, and people were spotted carrying food and drinks to their cars. As for the Patel family, they'll lean on community leaders to get food and service from nonprofits right now. 
We have no idea what to do. South Floridians know how important local news is during events like this, but local news station in the Panhandle are shut down because of all the damage. Some of the employees do not have places to live. Residents are depending on a radio station to get information to them, and that is if they have portable radios, battery-operated radios, crank radios uh, that they can use, that they can make power for. So, you know, that's basically the where you know, the way it is right now. It's the way it was in Valonia a few years ago when big uh tornadoes went through there. I mean you're just you know, devastated. You've lost every time. Uh you lose everything. It says that um, Hurricane Michael flattened the beach town like the mother of all bombs. Um Hurricane Michael landed on a Florida beach town, almost wiping it off the map, officials have said. The storm smashed into the state's northwest coast near Mexico Beach on Wednesday with 155-mile-per-hour winds. Over 1.4 million homes had no power in Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Virginia, and the Carolinas today. One of the most powerful hurricanes in U.S. history, Michael is known to have killed at least now 14 people. Rescuers are still searching for survivors. Michael, which fell just two miles per hour short of a top-level Category 5, ripped apart entire neighborhoods before moving out to sea by this morning. The hurricane's shrinking, uh, uh, shrieking winds and wall of water swept beach town homes off their foundations, snapped boats in two, and knocked over 30-ton freight rail cars like they were toys. One of the first things you notice as you walk into Mexico Beach is the stillness. No wind, almost no one on the street, just the beating hot sun and the tossed and scattered debris, the calling card of this monstrous storm. And then you hear faint bleeping sounds coming from all directions, a symphony of high-pitched notes that turn out to be myriad small alarms still transmitting their warnings from the batteries which power them. On the left, as we walk, there's a mattress slumped at the roadside. On the right, a Dean Kuntz novel lies in the dirt. A little further on, and a woman accompanied by a friend is sifting through the remains of her home, loading what she can salvage into the boot of a car. This was her dream retirement place, she tells me. The last four years spent doing it up. I'll never step back in there, she says through her tears. The sheer force of Hurricane Michael has been well analyzed, but it's only when you see the everyday stuff of people's lives crushed, broken, smashed to pieces that you realize they will be living with this long after we have gone. One weeping resident of Mexico Beach pictured on CNN struggled to even find her street, let alone her home. Tom Bailey, the town's former mayor, told the New York Times, the mother of all bombs doesn't do any more damage than this. Some 285 people in the community, population of 1,000, defied a mandatory evacuation order and stayed behind to ride out the storm. That part of this story is so reminiscent 
what was it, 69 that Camille hit the uh, the Gulf Coast? I think it was 69. And uh, came doggone near to wiping Biloxi, Mississippi off the map. And I remember people staying behind, and so many people died because of that. Uh, flash flooding affected the big North Carolina cities of Charlotte and Raleigh and parts of Virginia. Police said there were five suspected tornadoes in Virginia, but it's Florida's panhandle that bore the brunt of the tempest. Thousands of military uh, police and rescue teams are converging on the area. U.S. Army personnel have been using heavy equipment to clear away fallen trees so rescuers can reach any trapped residents. Flooding destroyed a 1,000 homes in the small town of Port St. Joe, not far from Mexico Beach. The number of people in emergency shelters was expected to reach 20,000 across five states by the end of today. The 14 known storm-related deaths so far are three in North Carolina, two in Georgia, four in Florida, and five in Virginia. Here is, you know, all deaths are tragic, but an 11-year-old little girl, Sarah Radney, who was visiting her grandparents in Seminole County, Georgia, died when a metal carport near their home was lifted into the air by powerful winds and slammed through their roof, and one of the legs of the carport hit the little girl in the head. 38-year-old motorist in North Carolina killed when a tree fell on his car. Elsewhere in the state, two people were killed when their car crashed into a tree that was felled by heavy winds. Four people killed in Florida, Gadsden County, including 44-year-old Stephen Sweet, when a tree fell on his home. On Friday, today, police in Virginia confirmed five deaths. James King, 45, drowned when his vehicle was caught in flash floods. The waters were too turbulent for rescuers to reach him. Three others drowned in that state. Firefighter Lieutenant Brad Clark died when a truck hit his fire engine on a rain-slicked road at the scene of a crash in Hanover County, Virginia. So, uh, it's uh, unbelievable, and I was just looking in the story. Let me get back to the uh, place where insurance is talking. An insurance firm... Karen Clark and Company estimated Michael caused $8 billion in damage. Yeah, you heard me right, $8 billion. All right, so I'm going to try to check down, uh, get a hold of Scott Jennings. Uh, you listen to us make a little bit of money here, and then we will continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, we haven't heard back from uh, Scott Jennings. We've got next hour open to talk about topics, so if he calls in, we'll uh, we'll throw him on and talk to him a little bit about the president uh, holding his rally. This uh, Kristen Sanima uh, out there in uh, Arizona, man, does she have problems now. Uh, some different tapes have been unearthed uh, that, may spell the difference between her being able to win in Arizona and losing in Arizona. And if we would take Arizona, if if that can be locked down, uh, we will gain in the uh, the Senate, no doubt. We will gain there. I mean, here's some things that she has said 
that has come to light. She was speaking in Texas and called the people of Arizona, that's the state where she's running to be the state senator, called them crazy, nuts, all right? They said they were totally crazy people, so that's that's something to keep in mind. Uh, she said if people go and fight for the Taliban in Afghanistan uh, in this radio interview, uh, no no problem with her if that happens. You know, if you want to go fight against your own country, uh, that's your right, evidently, is what she said. Of course, that was when she was, quote, a Green Party activist. Uh, she said that uh, people coming to our country illegally uh, were no different than uh, the military members uh, who were fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, they were they were coming to make a better life for themselves, and if they perished in the deserts of Arizona, that was no different for a, from a, a military person who was dying over in uh, Iraq uh, for the freedom of uh, the United States. And uh, she's just making a lot of just, she's made a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy uh, nuts kind of stuff. Uh, uh, she's running for Jeff Flake's Senate seat in Arizona. And uh, it's been rather interesting what she's uh, been now shown to be saying. You know, she said, let's see, two months ago after the interview, a month after the start of the Iraq war, she told the Arizona Republic that we should feel compassion for enemy combatants killed in Iraq fighting against our troops. Okay. Uh, now, they haven't responded back to any uh, of the uh, folks uh, in um their campaign. They haven't talked to anybody from Fox News or any of these other folks that are asking about all of this. So um, we shall see how this all plays out. Uh, the lady she's running against uh, has opened up. She has opened up now a fairly large uh, group. Okay. Scott Jennings joins us. Let's get him in for the last few moments here this hour. Hey, Scott, how are you? Hey, Dave, I'm a little late, man. Thanks that, for having me on today. That's okay. Tell us what uh, what's to be planned for the president today. To be planned for the president? Yeah, the president's coming in to hold uh, a rally. Is that not the case? Uh, oh, well, yes, he is uh, coming in to hold a rally. You mean in Kentucky today? Yes. Uh, and tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Pardon yeah, me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Confused there for a minute. Yeah, he's going to Richmond, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky 6th Congressional District uh, is one of the most targeted districts in the country. And he's coming in to rally for Andy Barr. And okay. uh, I think he's going to make a huge difference. The president won this district by uh, 15, 16 points. I think he still uh, has an approval rating that's right side up here. So I think uh, coming out of the Kavanaugh situation, the president's going to be a big draw and a big boost to Andy Barr. So uh, is this being held on the campus of uh, Eastern Kentucky? It is the campus of Eastern Kentucky University, uh, which is one of Kentucky's uh, great regional universities. And uh, uh, I know a lot of folks have tickets and are excited to get there. Somebody told me today so they had a ticket that said admission was not guaranteed, which I assume means because, uh, as the president often points out, there'll be people trying to get in who uh, they just don't have enough room for. So my advice to people going would be to get there early. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, I went to Moorhead State University, so I'm very aware of 
of uh, of Eastern. Yep. So tell us, uh, how many people are they expecting? Several thousand. Uh, they've got the arena there on campus. So I think it's going to be uh, like what you've seen him do recently in other places around the country. Uh, you know, you get between five and 10,000 people in an arena. Uh, and, of course, he'll be following what happened today in Bath County, which was former Vice President Joe Biden, no. uh, who came to Kentucky to rally for Democrat Amy McGrath. So Kentucky's 6th District has really become kind of ground zero for the fight for control of the U.S. House. I think on election night, whichever way this race goes, you're going to know a lot about which way the races are going nationally. Yeah, I think uh, the president today is in Ohio. He's in Cincinnati. I think he's got a rally going there. Then he's going to be at Richmond, Kentucky. And uh, I don't know where he's going to. He's not going to be anywhere Sunday, I don't believe. He might be. I mean, he's traveling everywhere. I mean, he is very, very active during this midterm election time. Yeah, he's he's got a pretty aggressive travel schedule, and it strikes me they are taking him to places that are strategically valuable uh, in terms of both the Senate and the House. You know, he's enormously popular in a lot of these big red rural Senate states. And if you look lately, his job approval has ticked up uh, a few points. Uh, the economic indicators have all, uh, the, this week's stock market notwithstanding, but the economic indicators indicate people are happy uh, with the direction of the country on the economy. So there's a lot for the president to talk about, uh, especially in these, these rural areas uh, that feel like he's keeping all of his promises. And you know there's a powerful argument to be made. This president has done exactly what he said he was going to do. Well, the Kavanaugh hearings has helped the Republican Party uh, by far. Uh, you got the Arizona uh, Senate race now that looks like uh, the Republicans pulling out uh, in the lead. Ted Cruz has got now a six-point lead in Texas. Things are starting to break the Republican ways. Would you agree? Oh, on the Senate races, there's no question. I actually talked to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell uh, for a while today, and he was uh, very happy with what he'd seen in the polling this week in the Senate races. He feels great about where we stand in, in virtually all of these targeted seats. Uh, even in Arizona, which was thought to be one of the Republicans' toughest places, uh, you know, there's some information coming out about the Democrat candidate there, Cinema. She has said some outrageously, uh, frankly, anti-American things yeah. that have come out here lately. Um, so if you look around the Senate landscape, you could easily see where Republicans could even pick up seats, uh, even as even as the House races remain difficult, the Republican majority in the Senate uh, could actually grow. You've got the Senate races really in, in really solid shape coming out of Kavanaugh, no doubt about it. Well, Scott, we'll let you get back to work there in Kentucky. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy tomorrow with the president in the area. And we appreciate you jumping in and talking with us for a few moments today. All right. Thanks, Dave. Take right. care. Bye-bye now. Scott Jennings here on the uh, Dave Ellswick Show. Libertarian candidate Mark West joining us in the next half hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we move into the 4 o'clock hour of a Friday show. Glad that you could join us. Some of you are done for the week. Uh, I know that you feel happy about that. You're, you're a happy camper right now. I'd be a happy camper as well, but I got two more hours. I'm going to sit here and talk with you, but I can't think of anything better I'd rather do. Spend my time with you. Let me, before we, Mark, before we get going here, let me reach over to uh, Russ real quick and say, Russ, when are we going to be able to uh, feed the 
the sound from our board into our Mevo unit. Now, you said that you ordered the cable. When are you expecting it to arrive? Well, actually, I hadn't ordered the cable yet. I had a little problem finding the cable. Okay. So, and in the meantime, I'm having a little trouble with the camera. Till I get this camera right, then I'm not even going to turn that cam- that cable on, but uh, it won't be a problem to find the cable. You're figuring maybe by next week we might? See, I'm trying to... I'm trying to. He, he, that do an, not. That, an, that answer was like jello. That, an, that answer was jello. I, I'm just trying to nail you to the wall here a little bit, bro. I am not spaghetti. I am not jello. And you are not going to force my hand into You say I'm anything. not going to get an answer, huh? I'm not going to get a straight answer. Negative. Okay. You running for office? No. <laughs> I've already got an office. When you're thinking about it? And it's about 52 if you ever think about it, different hats to I'm just wear. saying, if you're thinking about it, uh, you're getting a, a really good training in, in how to answer questions. Good job. All right. Let's <laughs> Libertarian candidate is here, dear. Mark West is going to join with us. Just had a, uh, a, a gubernatorial uh, debate that happened. The, the governor wasn't there, but everybody else was there, right? No, the governor. Oh, he was there. He, he showed up. Yeah, this was the AETN. Oh, debate, the AETN. So, okay. Yeah, it'll be on TV tonight at eight o'clock. Okay, uh, we filmed it this afternoon. Uh, but yeah, we were all there. We all shared the stage uh, okay. for the first time in a debate. You know, real actual debate format. So. Okay, so here you go, folks. You're going to hear a, a kind of a before you'll even see it. Mark's going to tell you what went down at it so <laughs> let, let's let's hear about it how'd it go what do you think about it what what were some of the questions you guys tackled well uh, one of the good things about the debate is people got to see the difference um difference in our platforms and our approaches uh, to the role of government and, okay. and what it should play in arkansas our questions we uh we taught we had education questions we had uh corruption questions which of course is you know that's that's, that's the a biggest, big topic biggest topic in arkansas right now with with all the indictments uh and and just a wide range of issues uh the questions were were really good um and we really got to we got to see uh we got to get asa to squirm a little bit uh which is always the goal um of course i, I went into the bait wanting to uh lay out the libertarian concept of government and what uh what we would like to do and and uh one of the things that was surprising to me was was i found out that apparently republicans aren't limited government anymore so that was that was a surprise okay our our uh platform says that we're limited government Mm -hmm. but what you're saying is that the governor is not limited government uh, yeah he said so himself <laughs> did he really what he, did he, say? he actually said today uh, was he was contrasting you know he said that of course he said that i stand for no government which isn't true and then he said that that jared stood for you know this wide expensive you know socialist government which he does uh, and then he said but i stand for balanced government and i've never heard a republican say they were interested in balanced government i've always heard them stand for limited government and did anybody ask him what he meant by balanced government? I don't know. I didn't get to go to his press conference, but that is that is one thing I want to know because uh, the way I look at it, he may he may consider his version of big government as balanced, uh, but you know, for for him to say that someone like myself stands for no government shows that really. What he has is he has gotten so used to the big government that limited government looks like no government to him. So, um, and that's something that we're definitely going to be trying to find out over the last few weeks of this campaign is exactly what 
balanced government means and and what it's supposed to how republicans should be responding uh, to a balanced government instead of the limited government that their platform calls for mm-hmm. okay that's that's an interesting question i think it is it's one that uh, you know people would like to know what that meant i've never heard of her balanced government unless he's talking about you know as they speak in the in the halls of uh, the capitol when they start talking about well, we want to make sure that uh, everything we do is revenue neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to give something back, we want to make sure where we're taking it from to be able to give it back. Uh, do you think that's maybe what he's talking about? Well, I do know uh, on that note that he did talk a lot about how the state technologically is getting better at what I would call revenueing. Uh, we're okay. really good at, at bringing revenue in and all these new technological ways. And I think that with the uh, news reports, you know, every month you see the report that revenue's up, the record right. revenue, record revenue. And I keep wondering why are we only talking about a 1% tax when we're bringing in record revenue? Uh, this month, uh, most of us that purchase things online suddenly notice that, uh, like myself, uh, we have Hulu. I don't know if right. you... I know what you're talking about. And uh, the Hulu bill went up, and we called them. and like, well, why did the bill go up? And they said, well, October 1st, uh, this went into effect, and now we have to tax you on your, your internet purchase. Uh, so what we have now is this, it's another one of those trade-offs because that bill was, you know, we're going to cut taxes for the veterans, but we're going to pass this internet sales tax. Now, of mm-hmm. course, it's it's sold as a protection. We're, we're protecting, you know, small businesses. We're protecting uh, the, the, the family businesses in Arkansas. But I think if you really want to protect those businesses, why not just cut their taxes and cut the regulations that are strangling them, that, that are making it so hard for them to compete with the major corporations and the bigger companies that are getting the tax breaks and that are getting the the benefits makes sense i think what we would should do today is let you uh since you are running for the the gubernatorial uh position uh that we should have you kind of lay out what the libertarian position is so uh, let let, let's start there then and before we go to our first break uh point number one the governor said you stand for no government well Mm -hmm. that would be an anarchist Right. And you're not an anarchist. I know that. I know you too well to know that you're not that. You're a libertarian. Explain the libertarian position. The libertarian position is that government should have certain functions, but those functions should be limited to constitutional duties, should be limited to uh, basically when one person's rights interfere with another person's rights, that's where you should have government, uh, where you're hurting someone or you're taking their things. That's the appropriate role of government. Uh, what government shouldn't be doing is deciding what your health care has to be. It shouldn't be providing your health care. It shouldn't be in the charity business. Uh, those things all need to be community things or family choices. Uh, the government shouldn't be saying what your personal choices are or limiting those personal choices. Uh, the government shouldn't be uh, deciding what your education should look like. Uh, those should be things, again, it should be between parents and, and students and, and teachers. Uh, so the libertarian mindset and the vision that we share is a government that is very limited. Uh, one of the things that I proposed, and it's kind of the, the top thing in my campaign, is cost, uh, the Committee on Spending and Taxation. And what we're going to do is we're going to go a step further than this whole transformation thing because the governor touts that. And to me, it just looks like he took a deck of cards and shuffled it and just arranged it by suit and said, hey, we've we've transformed the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, what cost is going to do is look 
beyond just the concepts of redundancy and efficiency, it is we're also going to look at where we need regulatory reform because we have regulatory overreach or where we have departmental overreach. And we're going to recommend those cuts to the state legislature because we really believe if you're going to transform government, it should really look different on the other side. It should be something totally different for the people to, to see and have a different influence in their lives. Is transforming government meaning that you need to reduce government? Uh, for the libertarian, yes. Uh, for by Ace's definition at this point, no. It's more like a, a war of, of attrition. Uh, the way he describes it is they're not cutting salaries and they're not cutting positions. What they're doing is they're, they're shuffling the deck, they're rearranging it, and then as people retire or quit, they're just not rehiring. So it's, it's not really an, a proactive approach to find out where the government has overreach, where it's spending too much, where it's wasting money. It's just more or less saying as people leave, we just won't we won't replace them so it's not really actually transforming government now mind you they have had some modernization in in some of the things the government does and you should have that and i don't know anybody that would be opposed to modernization of of the things we do in government but at the same time we need to be getting rid of the waste and the overreach and the redundancy as well uh, so that we truly transform government and make it a government that isn't as involved in people's uh, everyday lives all right We'll come back, talk to Mark some more. we got to get our first break in here on the Dave Ellswick Show for this 4 o'clock hour. When we come back, we'll, we'll probe a little bit more and with Mark and have him talk about uh, what his beliefs are as a candidate and as a libertarian. You know, if you want a career working outdoors, uh, you like to use your hands, uh, you, you strive to do the right thing, you're a, a person who's detail-oriented. Well, there's a company that's looking for you, and that is PI Roofing and Home Solutions. Uh, they're expanding their operations department uh, to better serve their customers as they're growing, and uh, they'd like you to go over there and build your future with them. You can make up to $20 an hour with PI Roofing and Home Solutions. All you need to do is let them know that you're interested uh, whether you want to be uh, involved in their commercial roofing and service division, uh, residential roofing and service division, or their home solutions division. You can uh, make your uh, shining star of where you want to go to, climb your ladder of, of success by applying at piroofing.com. That's piroofing.com or call them 501-707-3551. Hey, don't forget about Aero Plumbing. They are the plumbing company that I use. I've been using them now for 14 years. Real quick, here's how I got to using Aero Plumbing. I uh, had moved into my home. I got up one day, and I turned on the shower, and it was just barely any water coming out. I called up a plumbing company, had them come out. They were looking for the problem, couldn't decide what it was, and said, well, we need to go out and uh, we think it's down in this area and we need to start digging in this area and take a look. And I said, before you start digging, I'm going to get a second opinion. And they said, okay, that's fine. And I had another plumber come out. They kind of told me the same thing, not sure exactly what it was, but they thought if they dug in the middle of my yard, they'd find the problem. Well, at the time, I was at another radio station, and we had Aero Plumbing on, and we were uh, advertising for them. So I called Earl up, and I said, can you get somebody to come out here and tell me what's wrong 
uh, with um, my uh, my water pressure? And he said, sure. So they showed up in one of their, uh, you know, what they, they call a warehouse on wheels, one of their trucks, because they, they carry with them all the necessary equipments and, and parts for typical plumbing jobs. And the guy comes up and he says, what's the problem, Dave? And I said, I have very little water pressure. Just know exactly what it is. It's your pressure regulator. And I go, well, yeah. I said, do you know where it's at? And he says, yeah. And he walked to the front of my house and reached down. And uh, there was a little, like, uh, box there. He opened it up, reached down, and did some stuff, and I guess unscrewed it, and pulled it out and said, here it is. And he said, it's broke. I need to put a new one in. Well, said he put one in, and the whole thing was under $100, uh, the call and airing. I can only imagine how many thousands of dollars I would have paid to have my front yard dug up. And so I always tell you that they know what's going on. They make sure before they do anything big that they've gotten, they know what the problem is. And then they, you know, they tell you they got a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. If you're not satisfied with their service that they've given to you, they're going to refund all of your money. So I do aero plumbing. Now for you to get a hold of them, all you got to do is go to aeroplumbing.net or just Google them at aero uh, plumbing. Our guest is Mark uh, West. He's running for governor. He's with the Libertarian Party. Uh, I want to make sure that you don't make the mistake that the governor made, thinking that the Libertarian Party doesn't believe in government because they do believe in government. But you can put what Republicans typically like to put before government, and that's limited government. That's what their their uh, their plank says and their the things that they believe in. Uh, but the governor said that he believes in balanced government, and I don't know exactly what that means, and I'll I'll try to get an answer from my listeners uh, next week when J.R. Davis comes on. I'll ask him what that means. But with that said, let me ask you, Mark. I mean, you're a pastor, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you pastor a church. Uh, the Libertarian Party, correct me if I'm wrong, believes that you know, faith-based organizations and things of that nature, nonprofits, should be the people that are working with their neighbors to help them in, in times of need. Uh, has the church forgotten about their neighbors, do you think, and, and have decided that they'd rather the government take care of that? I don't know if it's so much the church has forgotten. And, and just an update, I, I had resigned from my pastor in August. Oh, the end okay. Of August. Didn't so know I'm, that. I'm recently resigned. Well, you hadn't talked to me since then. Okay. So. Um, but I do. I don't think the church has necessarily forgotten. I think what's happened is our society has been ingrained with this idea of dependence, uh, this idea that we can sit around long enough and wait for the government to do something and then it will. And it, might what, not, it might not be enough, but right. they'll probably do something. Right, and, and that's one of the things that I've tried to talk about with people when, they, when you talk to them about limited government and shrinking the government. You always hear, well, what about after-school programs? What about uh, health care for people in poverty? What about housing? You know, it, all those th- issues come up. And the thing that I'm always left with is the government, because of its overreach, has destroyed our communities. It has created this cycle of dependency, and until the government gets out of the way and enables your churches, your charitable organizations, your charitable individuals to get reinvolved 
you're going to continue to have this cycle of dependency where everybody just kind of waits for the government to do it uh, rather than step up. Now, I do know that a lot of churches do engage and, and do do a lot of great things, but I really think that I really would like to see more churches more involved. Uh, that is one of the things that always bothered me is and this this gets off in the in one of those rails you know we do have a lot of big church buildings mm-hmm. and, but then we have poverty problems we have people that can't afford health care we can't have people that can't have adequate housing and i really feel that our churches uh which you know points the finger at me too haven't been a pastor and i've been a christian for most of my adult life is what are we doing we are leaving these communities believing that the only hope they have is the government doing this uh, somebody taking tax dollars from people to to do these things uh one of the things that i proposed uh, that we talked about today is we talked about arkansas works which is right. you know, a big deal and everybody there in the house knows that i'm wanting to see arkansas works repealed i want to mm-hmm. see it taken apart piece by piece and what i want to see is us transition that from the public sector into the private sector uh one option that i've seen and and i would like to see we're going to be investigating and looking to see what legal framework prevents it from happening, but there are things called direct care clinics. Uh, They are springing up all over the country, and what they do is they are basically outside of health insurance. And you go to these clinics and you pay a subscription. That clinic, you know, they'll have an x-ray machine, they'll have operating room, they'll have all kinds of services in these clinics. And you can pay like a $30 a month subscription fee or $50 a month subscription fee and you have unlimited access to whatever healthcare needs you have that they can provide. Mm-hmm. And most places where these exist, healthcare costs for people that are involved with them are cut by seventy to eighty percent. I know even on some prescription medicines, they're able to get ninety percent savings on some of them. So I would like to see what it is in Arkansas law that's preventing these from uh, being more widespread in the state. Right now, we've got about three or four in the state. But if we had one of those in every community. Your churches could pay subscriptions as low as those subscription costs are to cover X amount of people for those basic health care needs. Then all you're left with is, you know, your your uh, your disastrous type situation where somebody gets cancer or right, something right. like that. So so we there are options outside of government to have these things handled in our communities. We've just got to begin peeling the government control out of it. All right. We're going to keep Mark around. He'll be back with us after the break. we got news coming your way. Let's catch up in 60 seconds with the major stories of the day. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm sitting here talking to Mark West about First Man, and let me just finish up my conversation with him. You can lean in and listen to what we're talking about. Take your son to see it on the big screen because it's got the old NASA footage of the Apollo uh, rocket. I mean, 30 stories tall. It was a huge, huge uh, rocket. They're bringing it back for the uh, the next trip to the moon now, and the uh, uh was it the Orion capsule that they're building? Uh, looks exactly like the Apollo hmm. uh, capsule, except it will hold six people this time instead of three. And there's a lot more mo- room for the astronauts to move around in. It's kind of interesting. I just don't understand why it's so hard for them to go back. I mean, we went we went there on uh, the uh, computer power of a of what was a Commodore sixty four. Uh, and if you know anything about cu- uh, computers, not a whole lot of power in a, in a Commodore 64. But uh, why we can't just use what we learned from the first time and apply the computer pro- you know, power that we got now, it doesn't seem like to me it would be a, a big leap 
uh, to make it back up there. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how it happens uh, this time. But we are going back. But I guess the big thing that they're working on, and as a libertarian, you'll be happy with this, a lot more uh, businesses getting involved Mm -hmm. with it, paying for it, instead of the American taxpayer paying for it. Speaking of the American taxpayer paying for it, let's talk about our Kansan taxpayer, and let's talk about education. Uh, One of the big things that have been talked about has been teacher raises, more money to be paid into the education uh, system here in the state of Arkansas. Your thoughts, and uh, what's the libertarian stance on that? Well, my thoughts uh, for my two opponents, I really feel like this is kind of where they're they're kind of pandering to the to the middle in this, because okay. uh, I think what you will see with ACE's proposal, I, I think that what you wind up with is kind of this unfunded mandate. It's, it's saying school districts bring the pay up, and then you wind up with a situation where you wind up with the state taking over a school because they can't get pay into the level that's being mandated now now jared is wanting to negate you know asa wants to drop the top rate one percent and jared Mm -hmm. is advocating hey we don't drop that top rate let's take all that and we'll increase pay to teachers to everybody right okay uh so so those are the their two positions on the issue uh again what most of us understand is teacher pay boils down to a district-by-district district thing, and so much of how your teachers are paid boils down to how that school board and how that superintendent decide they're going to pay teachers on the local level, what type of rates they're going to get, how much money they're going to invest in that. Uh, unfortunately, what you see in public education is you see a lot of the funds that, that go there get squandered on things that aren't important. Um, and I, I don't want to step on any toes, but I know that our local school district, we've watched get a lot get squandered this year. Uh, so you are, you're watching these funds get squandered and then you hear, well, we can't pay the teachers. We can't do books. We can't do these things. So what, what libertarians say is how about we get this whole idea of the government providing education Let's get to the core of that. Why should the government be providing education? Uh, Now, of course, the argument is the better educated people are, the less poverty you have, the less societal problems you have. But the problem – but the main issue with that is there's no guarantee that what we're getting, the product we're getting from the government is any better than we could get without the government. Mm Mm-hmm. So libertarians – and my proposal is let's – instead of taking money to pay teachers, let's – continue extending tax cuts and if people want to opt out let's uh the taxes that they had been paying that were going to pay for the school district and public schools give them their money back and let them put that money into whatever educational venture they choose to for their children i believe that education should be about the children so often the debate breaks down into the especially today the discussion was should we have public schools or charter schools is it right to take money from public schools to fund charter schools and and the back and forth on that and the way i look at it is this that's the wrong argument to have the argument we should be having is what is best for our children and where should our where should the decision about what's best for our children lie should that decision lie with the department of education should it lie in the governor's office, should it lie on a bureaucratic board or a committee, or should it lie with that parent and with local educators mm-hmm. as to what the best education is for their child? So so we, we, we want to flip that on its head, and, and let's really 
find what's best for the student instead of what's best for all the the, the interest groups involved. Okay, so in in your thoughts as as a candidate, where could would you see public education in the state of Arkansas? Um, trying to make sure I understand your question. Where would I see? Yeah, it is, what uh, if you were the governor? Mm-hmm. How would you try to uh, move the argument on public education? Would you move towards more of instead of the the government supplying education to moving it to churches supplying the education? Right. I mean, how well, would what, you supply education? Right. What I would like to do is, as I said, begin allowing people to opt out and let them explore the options that are best for them. There are online educational opportunities for people. Uh, churches, of of course, you would expect churches or people that are charitable to help step up and chip in for those uh, that are less fortunate to make sure they're, you know, that's one of the, the big drivers here is is people that are in impoverished situations. You're just, you're casting them out. Well, no, we're not. Most people care about them and want to see them get education, and they will do what it takes to make sure they get an education. But what I want to see is us just kind of begin like an onion, you know, just peel a layer away of this government aspect, this government control, and put it out into the private sector, put it out into families, and let's see where those choices go. See, the one thing you can't do is predict what the next big thing is in education. Right now, ACE is pushing coding, and coding is a good thing for right now, but what's the next thing? And the only way you get to the next thing is by empowering people to make their own decisions and see where those decisions go. You can't sit on a committee or in a department of education or anything like that and predict what the next big thing is going to be. You've got to let the market decide what that is. And the only way that people can be empowered to take advantage of that is if you're not taking their money from them and, and force feeding them something that they, a product they don't want, uh, and allow them the freedom and the opportunity to find a product they do and to find the, the path forward to the future in our education. How would you make it so that a person who's not doesn't choose public education, for example, ends up going to working on uh, computer education. My daughter was in the computer side of things for several years here in Arkansas where you can get your get all of your uh, teaching over the computer. Um, how do we make sure that they get the money that they normally would be paying in with their their taxes and things, their property taxes, millage taxes mm-hmm. and things, that that money gets back in their pocket so that they can use that money to uh, to educate their children. Well, that's one way. You talked about the millage, the, the property taxes, is you don't assess them that. That's money they have to spend on that other type of education. Uh, and then any other uh, tax, any taxes that are coming from the general fund or anything else that's going to fund education, you can break that down on a per household basis and give those tax breaks to those families so that they can afford to provide the education for their children. I, I mean, I hear from so many that say, just give me my money and let me figure it out because they've lost faith in the education system. Do you think there has to be a way to prove that they're using their money to educate their children? I think that you get to the point where on the local level there there is that incentive. Uh, before we had this public education, a lot of people would work um, you know, with their parents mm-hmm. in their parents' industry. They would learn their parents' industry. Uh, what we 
need to get away from is this idea that because this money was taxed, that somehow it no longer belongs to those people. So we should have a record of what they're spending that money on. Uh, that's their money. They earned it. They worked for it. They earned it. It's not my right to come into their house and say, hey, I want to make sure this portion's going to education. Now, they would have the incentive because they want their children to learn to put it toward education, to find the best education for them. And where they're unable to provide it, you'll have churches and charities that can step in and, and help with the educational needs you'll have in communities. Okay. Mark West is our guest. He's the libertarian running for governor. We'll come back and finish up our our uh, talk with him as we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, we've got about uh, nine minutes left with our guest, Libertarian Mark West, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He's running for governor in the state. He wants to talk to you for the last nine minutes as well as we've been talking this uh, hour about uh, his views on some of the major topics that the uh, candidates have been exploring over the low so many months as we've run up to November 6th that's coming up. Let's talk about corruption. It is in the news. It, should, it rightfully is in the news. Some people have gone to, to jail for a few months, and some people are going uh, to jail for a few years, and some are going for multiple years, up to 18 years. Uh, to keep this from happening uh, as often as it has here recently, Mark, what's your view as a libertarian of helping this uh, to be gotten under control? Well, this, this starts with first recognizing human nature. Corruption happens because it's, it's human nature, and the two biggest causes of this, the two biggest reasons you have this corruption going on is the state government has too much power and it has too much money. And, and as long as we allow the money and the power to stay there, you're going to continue to have more and more corruption because these people that are getting busted, they're getting busted because they broke laws. Mm -hmm. They violated – I mean the laws are there. They're just doing what they want anyway. They're violating – they're trying to skirt around and get around those laws. Uh, the governor proposed that you know, we let the Senate take care of it, uh, and the way I look at that is if if people in the state legislature were willing to to narc on other members of the state legislature, it would already have been happening. It wouldn't be something that we're suddenly going to start doing. It would have been something that would have already been happening. There would have been somebody saying something. Are you are you sad that these other members of the state senate? Uh, I've talked to politicians. I know that a lot of them said that they figured something was going on. Does it bother you that they didn't say anything? Yeah, it does. And I think we can't rely on them to say something because I think they are worried about that whole cultural influence. You know, the whole um, – there's almost like this wall that, that they're not going to say anything because they don't want anything to be said about them or anything to be implied about them. So what we have to do is we're going to have to deal with the issues that are driving the corruption. Now, we can do some things in the law. I would like to see if, if you're a lobbyist or a state legislature or a business that's been involved in bribery or one of these type things, I think any money you use should go to the taxpayers. It should just be a fine directly to the taxpayers. you got to pay it. Uh, any bill that's been shown to have been bought with bribery needs to be up for immediate repeal in the state legislature. Uh, we've got to start fighting back. Arkansas taxpayers shouldn't have to keep being on the hook for bills that were bought 
through bribes. Uh, but what I also want to see us do, and this is why I've talked about uh, cost, my committee on spending and taxation, because one of the things we're looking at is the overreach and the regulation and the fact that too much money and power are in Little Rock and how can we cut into the power and the money that are in Little Rock. Uh, and that's why that initiative is at the heart of my campaign. It's not just about limiting the size of government. It's about cutting into this corruption. It's it, The less money and the less power the state government has, the less likely you're going to have corrupt people walking around trying to get that money and power. Because if it's not there, there's there's nothing to get. You can clean Little Rock up that way, but you have to have people that are willing to actually make government what it's supposed to be rather than what they want it to be uh, in order to to appeal to masses of people who are okay with you taking money from their neighbor just so long as you can provide them with something. Mark, final question for you today, and that is, as you've probably found out during you've been running for office, that the mother's milk of politics is money. I mean, uh, I don't know how much you've raised for your campaign. I haven't, didn't look before you came on today. But there's millions upon millions of dollars being spent to get people elected to governor, lieutenant governor, state rep, state senator. Does that bother you? And, and how do we get it under control so that an average Joe or Joette could run and it not bankrupt them or not make them sell their soul, so to speak? That's a really good question because the way I look at it, when you have a lot of money going somewhere, especially when it gets outside of individual contributions, when you have a lot of money going somewhere, that's an investment. They're looking to get that back with with interest somewhere. Uh, so, so you have these contributions that are coming in that are driving these campaigns in directions that aren't necessarily the direction that the people want them to go because the people can't outspend uh, these places and individuals that have these major contributions that they can put in it's it's very difficult uh to to overcome that uh and and yeah we've raised money we've actually uh fortunately libertarians have stepped up we've we've raised more money than a libertarian race has ever raised in this state so so we're able we're actually going to run some radio and some uh lots of uh social media ads and things of that nature Mm -hmm. but it's really hard to compete with big money in politics and i think the only way to really outdo it is to get into that state legislature and cut down on the money and power that that state legislature is able to dole out and you'll cut out the money that people are willing to put into you know these to put into politicians these investments uh, that they're looking to draw interest off of. If there's no money to hand out in Little Rock, they're not going to be making these investments in politicians, and it will level the playing field where the average Joe can compete. Do you think that the the goal is that you've got to win in the smaller races before you can really make a change in the major races? I, I do. Uh, one thing that we are uh, looking at, especially for 2020, we've actually got a couple of uh, really solid uh, races uh, in 2018. Uh, uh, one that immediately comes to mind is uh, uh, Casey Copeland. Uh, he, he's got a good local race that he's running. Uh, we, we've got several local races that we're keying on that we're hoping to get building that base uh building it on the local level and i think going forward you'll see more of those local races for us uh, where we're trying to compete and build that local base so that we can make a more drastic difference across the state okay i appreciate you coming in today thank you dave it's a friday it's four o'clock you could be doing a whole lot of other things (laughs) than sitting here on my radio show but i appreciate you joining us today and talking with us i appreciate that's up 
Mark West, I, I didn't uh, let me ask him before I let him go. Where can people reach you to see your positions on the internet? Certainly, uh, you can go to Mark West com and it's the number four markwestforgovernor.com uh, you can also find me on twitter at at mark for libertas l-i-b-e-r-t-a-s and then also at at mark west the number four g-o-v on twitter i'm also on facebook at mark west for governor any nonprofits out there you know lions club whatever want to use you come in and speak to them how they get a hold of you uh, they can reach me that they can call me on my cell phone or they can email uh, cell phones 870-613-1496 or they can email at contact at markwestforgovernor.com. And again, that's the number four. All right. I do. I appreciate you coming in, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Amy Beard, Dr. Amy Beard into functional medicine. What's that? Stick around. You'll find out in the next segment of the Dave Ellswick Show. It's out of control. I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, ah! <laughs> Amy, the camera's working. The, the uh right there that little thing with oh, the red with no. the red light. it's it's working right now uh, so i'll worry i'm, I'm gonna what? i'm gonna tell you it's got so we're gonna be on camera too oh yeah it's got a microphone in it so it will not not turn off during the whole time so when we go to break whatever you say to me so don't be asking me out anymore <laughs> all right i it, can't harass you anymore <laughs> it's gonna be live on Facebook. I was looking forward to that. <laughs> anyway, well, they've they've already heard us talking about uh, uh, Florida. Yeah, it was it was it was on. It's it's. I always tell people it, it'd be interesting if people could watch the show when we're t- in break because they'd be probably more interested in what we talk about then than when we talk would. about on air. But uh, the that, answer been, is yes. It is live. Okay, it's live. Darn it. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. All right. Anyway, Amy Beard's here. Dr. Amy Beard is here. Did Did you get to hear Mark? I did a little bit. Him? Yes, okay. I did. Did you hear him talking about about clinics? About how I didn't his, get to hear that part. Yeah, he was talking about clinics opening up, and he said he thinks there's two or three maybe in Arkansas where they have an x-ray machine and things of that nature, and you pay like $50 a month awesome. or $100 a month to come in. And he sees that as a way to offset uh, government intrusion into health care, then all you got to do is go out and buy a catastrophic health care plan. Mm-hmm. I think he's right on. I, I, I like that part. That always appeals to me. Anytime uh-huh. you can get the government out of health care, you're talking my language there. Right. But I think there needs to be a, a another discussion that has to be had, and that is the whole approach to health. That's why I have you on today. You know, uh, yeah. Even people who have the best access to health care are still sick. Right. Okay, so it's not an access problem in all cases. It's the whole approach to health care. It's using pills and procedures to treat symptoms versus trying to uncover the root cause of the problem. Okay, that's good. And that's what functional medicine strives to do. And that's what we want to talk about today with Dr. Amy Beard is about functional medicine. What is it? You know, how do you get into it? Uh, How does it affect you? How can it benefit you? So this is a new term to most people. Uh, We tend to get grouped together with the holistic doctors. Um, It's not a specialty like cardiology or nephrology or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's an approach to the patient. So any doctor could use this approach. Okay, let me just ask. All right. 
is functional medicine the baseline for medicine? Yes. Okay. I think it should be used by every single doctor out there. All right. Because but- I've done it both ways now. I, I, I'm a board certified i mean uh i'm boarded in family medicine but i know cardiologists who use a functional medicine approach uh gastroenterologists uh and and neurologists and psychiatrists there's this is a growing movement and uh, i'm so happy that it is because we're helping more and more people get off their pills yeah well that's america america is give me a pill to yes whatever it's and it's that mindset you know they just they want a quick fix so they can continue to do whatever it is that they're doing but that that pill is masking a symptom while the underlying cause of their their symptoms continue to wreak havoc on other parts of their body that will eventually be expressed as different symptoms down the road if not sooner than that okay this is kind of saying to people Hey, look, the reason so many people keel over from heart attacks a lot of times is because of the crap you're shoveling into your body. Yes. Yes, and, and heart disease is not a statin deficiency, okay? Uh, and Did you see the new study about statins? And they're saying the only people who should be on statins are people who have had heart attacks. Even then, that is still, why did they get, why did they develop heart disease? And it's not always because your cholesterol levels were high. Only 50% of people who had elevated cholesterol, I mean, and we know this, go on to develop heart disease, okay? So that there's other things that are driving heart disease yeah. amongst inflammation. How tra- like, how are your triglycerides? Yes. And if, you're, <laughs> and if your cholesterol levels are really high, why are they? Right. Okay. There's there's a ton of reasons why that why that could be the case, and that's what functional medicine doctors and health professionals try to uncover. And there's a lot of different things that we look at. Okay. So during this hour and the many hours in the future that I'm going to have the doctor on, uh, let's start off at ground zero. Okay. All right. Because it's up to you now on the air to to change people's minds about what is medicine oh wow i mean (laughs) isn't that the case yes you know i took that oath you know the oath that i took on my first day of medical school first do no harm that meant a lot to me and i think we have gotten so far past that you know um we're not even looking you know when patients come into my practice you are complete. You are complete. Before we even see you, you have spent at least an hour completing what we call a health, medical, and lifestyle questionnaire, and then you meet with one of our health coaches to go to go to go through something called what we call a health, medical, and lifestyle investigation. We spend a lot of time getting to know our patients and understanding them. What was their, you know, from their their diet and nutrition habits, their sleep, their activity, their toxin exposures, their stressors, their spirituality, that all plays a huge, huge part into one's health. And lots of times, you know, our patients just need to work on those lifestyle issues. Sometimes we have to dig a lot deeper. And we're doing, and functional medicine doctors tend to use a lot of testing that, you know, a lot, some of the conventional medicine doctors 
don't do not that we don't use those labs and things like that but we do use stool studies and we look at nutrient levels and and uh, get a better idea of what inflammation uh, markers look like and and the sources okay now is the reason they don't use some of the same testing you do not because they don't think that they would get beneficial information but that insurance companies don't pay that has well it all comes down to time Okay. You know, you've got to see, you know, five, X, amount of X amount of patients in this amount of time. And I'm sorry, but you doctors don't get paid on, you know, it, you get paid per patient, per encounter, per code, per procedure. You don't get paid on whether or not your patient got better. That's just, we have to change the way, the, the whole system is really backwards. I think you would want to have it worked the same way you do when you go see your car technician. If you took your car, there's something wrong with it, and every time the technician gave it back to you, it wasn't fixed, you'd start wondering if you're going to the right technician, right? Well, and and we have co- we've compared the conventional medicine model, the insurance model, to a, a mechanic. Would you ever, like your, your car smoking, would you go in to see your mechanic and only give them 10 minutes to try to figure out what's going on? That's, that never happens. They can't even give you an estimate of what it might cost in 10 minutes versus, mm-hmm. versus trying to figure out what's going on in your body. And that's, what, and that's how we're treating human beings. All right. I want you to stick around. You're going to learn a lot today uh, because uh, Amy's going to be with us and talking about functional medicine. How will it affect you? If you got a question, you can call in to 823-0965 and and, and ask uh, Dr. Amy, just call her Dr. Amy. Dr. I, whatever. I don't care. Dr. A. <laughs> you know, whatever. Hey, uh, you. I don't care. Yeah, I respond to just about anything. But anyway, call her, 823-0965. you got questions about this because I believe, like she believes, that what she's talking about is a change that needs to be made in medicine, to be honest. Not only that, but the way medicine is marketed needs to change as well i like these doctors that are going out and they only take a hundred patients mm-hmm. you know and they pay, you pay them a hundred hundred and a quarter a month or whatever and you can get whatever tests you need and things of that nature and the doctor can spend some time with you and answer your questions instead of running you in and running you out and maybe you don't even see the doctor maybe you see the physician's assistant right. only All right, let's talk about Holland Bottom Farm. Holland Bottom Farm out of Highway 321 in Cabot. We're getting to the end of the season. We all know that. All you got to do is walk outside right now, and it's chilly. I walked out yesterday, didn't have my leather coat, and it was cold. I mean, we're in the highest position you can be in in Little Rock. A four-mile-an-hour wind is about 12 to 15 miles an hour up here, and it was cold yesterday, and I wish I had my, my coat. Well, with that, that means a lot of the things that we go to Holland Bottom Farms to get are not available anymore. They still have apples. It's apple season. Still have tomatoes, red and green. I'm really surprised, but they still have watermelons, okra, yellow squash, zucchini, cucumbers, and some other uh, you know vegetables and fruits as well. They got their fall decor out. They got the pumpkins, which they have the regular pumpkin, you know, the one that you see that's orange. They got the decorative ones that are white and got those things that look like moles on them and stuff. Straw. They got corn stalks. They got cotton out uh, so you can decorate your house for the Halloween season. Mums. And they're open now again on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's all happening out at Holland Bottom Farm, Highway 321 in Cabot. Remember, I always tell you, go from the farm to your table. 
at Holland Bottom Farm. Okay, so Amy, let me ask this question then. Uh, by the way, you got a question, 8230965. What you are basically saying when you say functional medicine versus the kind of, what do you, what do you call the medicine that we're getting today? Um punch punch the uh, dot on the screen medicine. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Fill I'm, in the code, medicine, uh, and, and, I, and I'm not saying this to demean the well-meaning physicians out there. There are a lot of great doctors who want their patient, you know, are trying to do good by their patients. Yeah, keep people well. I Absolutely. Um, I just think a lot of what we were taught in medical school uh, was total BS. I was the the student who always asked why. And I was always given the answer, well, we don't know, but this is the pill that you give. Because we always did it that way. Because, yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's idiopathic. Well, something caused it. Can we not try to figure out what is causing it besides, you know, spending months and months telling me which pills to use for this in this X, Y, and Z symptom, you know? So, um, again, the, we just weren't, a lot of the doctors were not provided the tools to, to really uncover the root cause of the problem because it's all about um, teaching medicine that goes in line with how the insurance companies run health care. Okay, so I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, that's, here. that's the I'm, truth. I'm listening to what you're, what you're saying. And as I listen to you, what I hear is you people that are doctors right now are going to have to relearn what it means to be a doctor and how to treat their patients. If they want to see their patients get well and get off their pills, they will. Um, I had to spend thousands of dollars to become certified in functional medicine and learn about things I had never heard of in are, medical school. And you had already paid a tens lot, of thousands oh, of over dollars. The, over $100,000, okay, let's just put it a, that way. To become a doctor. To become a physician. Okay. To learn a bunch of... Nonsense. A lot of it was. I learned a lot in medical school. Don't get me wrong. Um, a lot that is that has um, helped me in my functional medicine practice. You know where liver is at, in other words. Exactly. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it, of course, you know, I worked in the ER, so everything I learned was very important. There. And sometimes you need to know your enemy, right? Right. So, um, you know, we had months and months of of education on pills and about four hours total on nutrition. That's not right. You should flip that, correct? You bet. And, of course, we were always taught that any type of natural remedy is just basically voodoo. Quackery. Quackery and voodoo. And um, and, and you come out graduating from medical school and your resident pro- residency program is very close-minded to this. You know, and they kind of pump you up on the first day of medical school. Anyway, you're very smart. People are going to respect you. No one should question you because you're so smart. And you go through year after year thinking this. And then when you hear anything that is contradictory to what you were taught in medical school and residency, you're just, you know, you just dismiss it. And how dare you question my intelligence? So what? And and does that sound bad? No, it it is. That's the way I feel. Are, are you saying that you need the the teaching that you had, some of it, that you got to become a doctor, mm-hmm. but maybe a, a, a more homeopathic? Yes. Teaching absolutely, would be and that and you're seeing this approach in a lot of the medical schools. 
Are, um, are they changing? Are you, we seeing this happening? You are seeing it in some of your bigger medical schools. Duke, I know, is incorporating a functional medicine approach into, into their curriculum, which is fantastic. The Cleveland Clinic has a functional metal medicine center mm-hmm. that they've had to expand three times within the past couple of years. And they have a waiting list that is a year long. That's how about, why they. How about people like John Hopkins and? and um, I, I, there was a list of schools that I saw that were incorporating functional medicine curriculum, and I cannot remember the one I do remember was Duke. But there were some other big ones like John Hopkins, I think, that were on that list. And the reason they're doing that is not because they just feel like it, but they're seeing scientific evidence they're seeing results yeah that gives them the results that they need to teach this yeah this movement is being driven by patients that want it and doctors that are seeing that what they're doing currently is not working i was one of those physicians and there's many more like of me like of me out there but some are not in the position to make the change you know they've got thousands of dollars of student mm-hmm. loans they got debt. They, they've got debt they've got a family they have to support and trust me there's not a lot of money to be made in functional medicine uh, i've had yet. to sacrifice yet i mean it's not it's 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 just hard to make it in the insurance model because we have to spend so much time with our mm-hmm. patients you can't get reimbursed the way you should per your time you know uh we're seeing a, a one patient an hour or two an hour for follow-ups that with those reimbursement rates you can't keep the doors open and yeah. so i think that's why there this this movement is it's growing but it's slow and that's one of the big the, the roadblocks but that might be not a bad thing there may be you know landmined areas that you'll miss just because you're moving along at a I'm not going to say a snail's pace, but a, a more conscientious, True. conservative movement. No, and and it's made it's you know Paul helps me with my business a lot, and it's made us get very creative. You know, we have a virtual clinic. We can see you from the comfort of your sofa. You do not have to drive two hours into Little Rock to see me. We can we have our meetings on Zoom, and we can have coffee with you in the morning and we're here to deal with chronic issues not acute issues you still need a pcp all right but we are an extension of your health care team okay pcp personal care physician primary uh, care physician primary. yeah everybody has to have a you know they're the gatekeepers yeah you know they're the ones that are going to refer you out to see the specialist and order your 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 labs and your you know, imaging studies that you might need so that they, you know, you could use your insurance. Yeah. Is is your goal as a functional physician? And we got 45 seconds okay. here. So I'll let you answer it after we come back from the news. I'll just set up the question for you. Is it that you can get people away from having to see a physician for pills and all the rest and as we were talking with Mark West, that we can get away from having the insurance policies that we have now to having just, you know, the insurance policy if you find out you got pancreatic cancer or something like that. Let's talk about that when we come back. Maybe, you know, we can get back to where you can actually go see the doctor and pay them out of your wallet that you have on you at the time. We'll do. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll take your calls. If you have a call, 823-0965, got a question? You can ask Dr. Amy right now. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Dr. Amy Beard is our guest. She'll take your calls, 823-0965. 
especially if you're going to the state fair this weekend, you might want to talk to her. <laughs> no, you, go before, have fun. <laughs> before you start eating all the crap that's over Just But go I'm have going. Fun. I'm going Sunday. I, I'm, although I'm, I'm going to have the stuffed chicken salad cucumber. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does sound good. It, it's, it won Best Creative New Food Item uh, out there. That is Amy Beard, MD, approved. Approved, all right. That's We're going to have to get a sticker that says A-B <laughs> on it and stick it on there. All right, I said a, a word that means a little bit different to me now than it probably did when it was first put together, but let, let's clarify this. I, I said homeopathic, and that's not what this – brand of medicine just you know this kind of medicine is it's more holistic holistic integrative okay looking at you and everything that encompasses you explain explain what homeopathic Homeo- typically means homeopathic was is it, it is a type of medicine that was developed in by a german engineer where like treats like and um they like to throw all these the doctors like myself into this group of you know that's quack that really is kind of a lot of that is not legit okay, okay? there's no no uh Scientific science basis. behind that uh, a lot of it so you know they try to group us all together with a broad or you know paint us with a broad brush okay so i would you know definitely you could call me holistic and integrative i have no issue with that at all because okay. that's what we are all right she's holistic and integrative she's not homeopathic <laughs> that's what she's not okay no, i just wanted to make sure we were we were straight on that because when i use that other word the reason i used it is because i thought it meant holistic yeah but i found out I didn't know my medical history well, well enough. Well, you know, a little lesson today. All right. Does, does, does like, you people talk? that believe that if you eat honey from the area that, uh, in the hives that where the, the bees are getting the pollen from the mm-hmm. area that you live in is better for you for allergies, is, is that holistic or homeopathic? <laughs> or is it just BS? No, no, no. There's some truth to it. There is some truth to it. Um, I can't eat honey. It does weird things to me, but I have a lot of uh, patients and friends and family who I love honey. say that when they eat local honey, they have a, a, their allergies aren't as bad. Oh, okay. That, that would be an example of, of homeopathic. Turn, turn on your mic right there. There you go. Give it the red button. Now you can say Paul. That would be an example of homeopathic that does work where you're acclimating the body. Okay. But they try to use it for everything. Okay. And a lot of times it has really detrimental effects but allergy acclimation would be a, a legitimate homeopathic ap- approach but when you try to apply it to overall medicine is where everything it, it falls yeah. apart and all they right. try to use that to delegitimize what we do all right all right that's good but yes. i would love to talk more about that insurance yeah. topic go uh because you know i started out in concierge medicine before i started my functional medicine that's journey the first time when i was first having you on the air that's what we were talking yeah. about because I, I would like to see that become the future of medicine. I, that's how it used to be, you know. So I did concierge medicine because I wanted to spend more time with my patients. But then I figured out, you know, I still didn't have the tools that I needed to really understand and and uncover the root causes of my patients' problems. And it was a chance meeting with a functional medicine doctor that got me on the track and and then 
through my training and my learning, I picked, I learned all kinds of tools and that like I, I was never taught medical school, right? Mm-hmm. And it worked. I would use what I was learned and it worked and people were getting better and getting off their pills. And so I think a functional medicine approach with a catastrophic insurance plan mm-hmm. would be fantastic for, for the majority of people. And that would save everybody tons of money. Tons of money. I have a catastrophic plan that I pay $45 a month for. And they took it away, didn't they? No, I still have it. No, they it's you with still the, have it? Okay. Yes, yes, I do. It's uh, with the Christian Health uh, Care Ministries. And there's other ones like MediShare as okay. well. All right. So those were um, grandfathered in. There were three of them that were. And so, you know, I keep myself healthy. And so I'm not, I don't have, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have to go to see the doctor all the time. I'm not paying for pills all the time. And all that money that I'm saving, um, I just put back into an account in case I ever do need to go see a specialist or get an imaging study or something like that for a catastrophic issue. I break a bone. I, I broke my wrist. I had to go see an orthodoc. I paid, you know, 25 bucks for the x-ray. You know, um, and everything was cash fee, and I could negotiate those rates with the doctor. And they were mm-hmm. often, they're so much lower than what you would pay via the insurance rate. It's just, it's, it's like night and day. And so that's when I was a concierge doc. That's what I had all these types of agreements set up with imaging study centers, lab companies, and things like that. Like your, like uh, an annual wellness lab that most people get you know you get your cholesterol level yeah um i could get a vitamin d level for like 30 dollars, and an insurance rate was somewhere like 600 and so my it's like getting an a1c yeah i mean i can get that for five dollars yeah not so much 350 last time I. that is crazy there's no reason for it And so I would, even the patients who had insurance, they would still have those 80-20 plans where they would have to pay 20% of their lab costs. I would like, you really don't want to use your insurance for this. Trust me, you could get it a lot cheaper if you'll just pay the cash rates. But they would argue with me, and then they'd get that $200 bill for the vitamin D level that could have only cost them $30. Yeah, and or or they get the, the, the famous, you know, a bill. Which says which comes a, a year later? Yeah, you know. and your insurance paid fifty dollars for this, and you're on the hook for two hundred and seventy-five. Yeah. And, and these plans, I mean, you're paying ridiculous amounts of each month with super high deductibles. It just uh, it doesn't make any sense. So I would strong, I would encourage people to look into these catastrophic health plans if you're healthy or if you plan on getting or once you get healthy mm-hmm. you know um i would work towards that i think the, the the combination of functional medicine approach with these catastrophic plans would would benefit so many people you know a lot of people say to me well dave what would the insurance say to you 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 had quintuple bypass and i said well i can say that i'm 35 pounds lighter my blood pressure is under what they say should be my blood pressure. My A1C has been a 5.7. So I think that they would say he's a pretty healthy guy. Mm-hmm. Now, will they hold the quintuple against me? Well, they should. Right. I mean, it's like if I went out and bought auto insurance and I had three DWIs against me. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that. And then there's the always the issue that I have. You know, people get their annual wellness lab or their visit where their doctor draws these 
you know 15 labs and like that is the only the only markers of health it's a joke that there's so many other things we should be looking at and and the physical exam as i'm sure you know it it takes i mean does your doctor even how much does he spend on take two vials of blood that's two my, vials of blood. He asks you some questions with Take his back turned to you yeah. as he's filling out the computer screen. That's right. And might listen to your heart and lungs, and then you're good to go. That's right. The, and I don't care what, you know, the, every time I hear a patient say, well, my cholesterol levels are fine and my blood pressure was good, so I'm healthy. And I'm like, that, that, that is a minute, that, that's just one little point, you know, the tip of the iceberg of okay, what so I need to know about wh- you. The person who's listening right now and said, okay, well, if that doesn't tell them, what should tell them that I'm healthy? It de- we there's a lot of things to look at. We have to get to know you first, your symptoms, what's going on in your life, and that will better direct us on how to um, better guide you in lifestyle changes. And if you need some lab work done, we just test for a lot of different things when we need to. I'm not one just to start ordering a bunch of labs. I only order labs if it's going to change what I do. Okay. You know, but we do look at GI function a lot. That's a big one. You know, gut health is everything. Your GI microbiome, there's a lot going on there. And that's something that we're, people are finally starting to understand. Just with the, the boom, you can see the boom in the probiotic market alone, you know. Okay, so what is it about that that people haven't been told? I mean, you know, You've got the ads on television. This yogurt is probiotic. This one isn't, yada, yada, yada. What, what is it that we should pay attention to? What's, what's truth and what's BS, Amy? That's oh, what I'm that, asking that, you. That's, that's, that's a tough question there. I mean, because it doesn't come down just to GI health either. Yeah, you have lots of bacteria that reside in your GI tract, about three pounds per individual. And these bacteria, um, when they're in balance, do marvelous things for your health. They interact with your immune system. They, they create um, uh, pro- chemicals that uh, – that, um, communicate with your brain and elsewhere in your body your gi tract is basically your immune system 70 percent of your immune cells lie along your gi tract so what you eat matters okay you know and and your food can either be a form of poison or medicine you have to make that choice and it's and what one man's poison could be another man's medicine we're all different and the causes for your heart disease could be very different from the causes of this person's heart disease i gotta believe a lot of mine's genetic uh 90 about five percent of illnesses and chronic disease that people may or may not may develop is per their genetics 95 percent is environmental okay so you're your environment I can, acts I can on your dna my my genes absolutely absolutely i'm defeating my genes i lost 35 pounds no i'm just kidding your environment (laughs) your your environment directly impacts your dna it's called epigenetics okay so we'll come back that's our word of the day epigenetics when we come back (laughs) we'll have her explain that to us when we return dr amy beard is with us somebody wants to get a hold of you amy what do they got to do they could Best way is to go to our website, amybeardmd.com. That's pretty easy. Yes. All right. Everything's spelled the way it sounds. It's M. It's A-M-Y, right? Not A-M-I. No, no my, my parents made it easy on me. Okay. A-M-Y. A-M-Y, beard, 
MD. Is it got dots after the M? Dot com. Okay, there you got it. Okay, we'll be back. Finish this up for today. And then I got to talk to Amy and find out what time she's going to come in next uh, <laughs> next month because she's a busy woman. What can I tell you? It's the Dave Ellswick Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right. Dr. Amy Beard is here. I got a, I got a caller for you, Dr. Okay. Derek is going to join us from Little Rock. Derek, what's your question for the doctor? I just want to know how can you uh, lower your blood pressure just naturally without taking pills? Derek, that okay, so high blood pressure has many, many causes, all right? And so for us to tell you how to get that down would require us to get to know you. All right, and, and and get to the root cause of why your blood pressure is high. And usually it's not just one thing, it's multiple things. And so there's really no easy answer. There's no magic supplement, just like there's no magic, you know, pharmaceutical that I could recommend. It, it really uh, comes down to me getting to know you and what could the possible mechanisms be. Give some examples. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, but sometimes it could be um, – I'm not sleeping well, so my cortisol levels are are high. I'm in that fight-or-flight mode throughout the day. Um, I've got a lot of inflammation. I've got nutrient deficiencies. I'm way overweight. Um, uh, Yeah, all of those things could be contributing to elevated blood pressure. At least that's what we see in our clinic a lot. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't. (laughs) Well, I do exercise and try to eat right. That's the, it might be the lack of sleep. The lack of sleep. It seems like everybody's sleep deprived. But and that's a chicken or egg scenario. Why? You know, some people I know why they're sleep deprived is because they're on their you know Facebook at, until midnight at night. Um, but other people are having trouble sleeping. They're not getting good sleep. And and why are you not? And then of course you know if you're not sleeping well, that's gonna you don't feel like working out the next day. You tend to eat worse. And then again, you're in that fight or flight mode and your adrenaline levels are really high and that's going to make your blood pressure go up. That's just one scenario, Derek. All right, Derek. Thanks thanks for your call again. uh, Dr. Amy Beard, what is your website for people to contact you? It is very easy. AmyBeardMD.com. And I'd also like to share with people that um, I have a Facebook page, Amy Beard MD. I am putting out content constantly. Very valuable information. I do this for free. Um, I've, I'm, uh, our, we're getting more and more followers every day. And um, we also put on a cooking show called Eat Like Us. And Paul is the chef. Absolutely. Chef. It, yes, and, yeah. and a lot of people might say, well, why do I want to eat like you? Well, you know, that's a that's a good question. Um, you know, Paul and I are um, middle-aged people who I would say are quite healthy. We are on no medications. We are healthy, happy, active, and I attribute that to the quality of the food that we eat. And the way and the way that we treat our food like medicine. That's a big one for that could get rid of a lot of problems for people. If they would just eat right. So we, we, we developed this cooking show because our patients and friends wanted me to do this. And we, we, um, it's going to be very interesting. And we just sit and talk about, um, the menu that we develop, why we did it this way, um, the medicinal aspects of the food, um, how to prepare things to make them more nutritious, how to do it on a budget, how to make it fast because, Eating healthy does not have to take a long time, and it doesn't have to be expensive. Okay, so I don't have to join up one of those groups no. like Blue no. Box or something like that? No, it's, it's, no, it's no. And it's a lot of fun. All right, so, Paul, 
let me suggest that we add something when Amy comes on. Give us a recipe every time you come on. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll stick with the easy ones. We made hummus last night on a Facebook right. Live event. Can you make it taste good? It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so easy to make, and it's so much better than that store-bought stuff that uses really poor oils. Okay. I mean, All the, right. The concept about Eat Like Us is the fact that most people get into bad habits because they're poor planning. So okay. We're trying to help you plan better to make fewer bad decisions. Okay, so you're go- you're going to be the farmer chef, is that I, right? That's the way. She's a doctor dietitian. Yes, I'm, I'm a-, a farmer chef. Okay, if you're going to trust someone, that may be a good combo to, to listen to. See, this all works together, and then I can talk to the people at Holland Bottom Farm, and they grow the stuff. I'm sure that you're going to be saying to use grass fed is the way we like yeah. to go. And Lewis beef. Absolutely. Yep. Oh yes, Sarah and them. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Just let everybody know. This is a this is a holistic show, and we like to support. <laughs> we like to support our local farmers yes. too. You, you gotta know? support your local farmers. You have to support your local farmers. That's the way to really. And you need go. to know them. You know, yeah, absolutely know what they're doing. Yes, you know, are they sticking a needle in their cow's rump all the time? You may not want to eat the beef. Are they spreading Roundup all over everything? Yeah, you know, that's good stuff to know. It really <laughs> is. All right, we will sit. I will sit down with Doctor uh, Amy. Figure out what. Is the next time that she can come in because she is very, very busy. And uh, then Paul will be there at the same time, and we'll have a, a recipe for you. Okay. And uh, this is going to be an ongoing thing. I just want, I want people to be healthy. I want to be healthy. I want people to be healthy, too. Yeah. That's why we do what we do. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming in. It's never Thanks easy to come on. in on a Friday. We can move oh. it around if you got if you want to come in on a different day. We had to rally today, okay. but we did it for you. We can do that. I appreciate you, it. Thank you very much. Okay, remember it's amybeardmd.com. That's the website. Same thing on is the same thing on uh, Facebook. It's Amy Beard MD. All right. Yes. Take a look at it. You'll be happy you did. I'll see you on Monday. Remember, God gave you a whole week of life. Try to make room for an hour at least on Sunday. See what He has to tell you. Yeah, I'm one of those people who believes that God actually talks to people. Yes. See you on Monday.